on today's podcast, a man who was suggested by Robbie Williams. Bless his heart. The maker of uh, Fake Taxi and other uh, known websites you've probably been on before. Yeah. Uh, JT, mate, thanks for coming. You're welcome. Thank you. Really thanks appreciate asking, it. You don't usually do interviews, is what you were saying before. Never, never do interview. I did a keynote once, mm. but it's uh, mainly for, for trade. Mm. Um, like for people in the adult industry for the, the trade publications mm. and things but and what what was it about the adult industry that you gravitated towards and ended up working in um porn mm-hmm. thinking that gonna be on lots of different sets looking at naked ladies in the flesh and reading all the stories and thinking uh just believing the hype around the the porn and like the glamorous side of it yeah and really finding out it's not that glamorous, it's really boring. Really? Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, but right, right at the very beginning was uh, just an opportunity. Um, I'd, I would class myself as, a, as an entrepreneur, but a pretty spectacular failed entrepreneur. Mm. Um, Can you tell us about the failures you had before you got in the industry? Yeah, there was um, one of the ones was solar water products. So we were trying to be able more to hit. Boring than porn, that, yeah. Fair. <laughs> we were trying to, um, crikey, trying to heat up, like use creating ovens mm. and trying to heat water so that it would get above sixty three degrees or whatever it was, so it would be pasteurized for the third world countries, but using the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, Quite noble, though, I suppose. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you won't get any credit for that now. You've done porn. No, no, nobody will care yeah, about that uh, now. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah, little brownie points—they've they've been ticked off. That for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that failed. Right. Um, we just couldn't get the temperature up really. Uh, then there was a toothpaste. Really? Yes. A non-foaming toothpaste using uh, cardamom. So the toothpaste was brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, that didn't really work. So what was the actual appeal of a cardamom non uh, It was very... Um, people have like phobias about foam. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, okay. But this, this toothpaste was particularly like really, really, really good toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Um, but it... Yeah, it just that didn't. Take it, it's off. mad for me to hear that you were like this, and then mm. and then porn was your sort of avenue to make yeah. your fortune. And was, was it when you were younger? Um, were you always sort of looking for opportunities? Do you think, was you, were you always going to be that um, guy? Yeah, me and my brother, we used to do. We used to be in the Cubs, mm-hmm. um, so we used to do like Bob a job. So we always used to do two jobs for ourselves and one for the for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. So we was we was always looking to how to. Um, how to make money, mm-hmm. I guess. So I come from like a traveling family. Right. So my uh, my mum um, is from traveling family. So they're they're always wheeling and dealing. So mm-hmm. you got it in your blood, really. So were you always traveling quite a lot? No, because she married out of the fraternity. Right. Um, so they settled down. They had uh, when we was younger, they had like a hotel bed and breakfast. Then they turned it into old people's home. So, and then they turned into a home for the mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? Why would you? Why did they progress towards more that? money? Right. Yeah. So instead of like twenty pound bed and breakfast, you was on like one hundred and fifty pound a uh, mm-hmm. week from the government 
to look after these these people. Yeah. And then if you looked after the mentally ill, you got three hundred or yeah. whatever it was at the time. So, so they yeah, they were sort of in that. Yeah, so they, they made a lot of money pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So they would go through, they'd buy other big like premises. This was all down in Home Bay in Kent. So they ended up with three really big homes, so about 120 beds mm-hmm. in all. Um, they retired, and my brother Michael... So, so they're still around now? Yeah, And, and they're yeah. aware that you're in this industry? Oh, yeah. Mum, mum she passed away back last, uh, nearly a year ago. So you've been um, in the porn industry for a while, so they, were they aware of it? Yeah, they were. They weren't very like happy mm-hmm. um, about it. I didn't really tell them mm-hmm. at, the, at the beginning. Um, because it's there's just a real stigma of course, attached. Yeah. So uh, it's like um, it was 2006, so like 11 years right. I've been in in the adult industry. That's so a long time, like, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, you're sort of what we were talking about before we went on. Mm. Your the porn industry has changed so much because yeah. of the internet, and you were seen as someone who might have been instrumental in that change because you yeah. started UPorn. Yeah, so I, I was part of the team that that started um, started UPorn. So before UPorn, everybody had to pay for porn. They basically membership. Yeah. So uh-huh. literally, you had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of little like um, husband and wife teams uh-huh. that would film content. They'd put it online, they'd put the paywall there, right. um, and they'd make tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands a month. How much money would people pay per month back then? Like, was it quite... Was back it, then, $20, $30 a month. Which is actually quite a size... Yeah, and it's still the same price today. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Do they still make money from that? Yeah. A what? lot, because you, you have tens of thousands of members. We right. have like over a hundred thousand. Tube members. sites changed the game a bit because I remember when yeah. they came around. I was like, I don't really have to pay for a one anymore. I can right. just click yeah, on the video. It's do. a highlight video. It's not a full video. But yeah, when, when the tubes first come along, um, <laughs> we we launched Uporn twenty sixth of August two thousand and six. Tube sites had already, like the, the porn tube sites had already been there mm-hmm. um, about a year, but they hadn't really, really taken off mm-hmm. because people were, were uploading clips that were like 20 seconds mm-hmm. and up to like a minute long because... It's like a teaser sort of thing. Well, yeah, but these, these weren't being uploaded by companies. These were being uploaded by users that liked the things, but not a lot of people knew how to rip a DVD, how to record, how to like download a, a DVD, then upload it. Mm-hmm. Bandwidth um, was very expensive and very, very slow. So thinking like if they've just downloaded a scene, like a 20 minute scene, um, that could have taken them about three hours to download. Now they've got to upload that scene to, to YouPorn or Pornhub or um, what, they whatever. Make, they make money from that? No, they just used to used to do it for um, for, for what? For uh, that's what I sort of struggle with. Do you know what I mean? Like some other you're people trying to think of the guy who's in his mum's basement yeah, doing all thinking, of this. Thinking, imagine all the other but people will have a good wank list. Do you know what I mean? It's for Shit, I don't know why they would have would have done it, but they did. A they did it I guess. in their hundreds of thousands. Yeah, for the community spirit. You but, get good stuff back, I guess. No um, well, yeah, you you share the, your favourite. Somebody else shares, and it just it builds out the community. But at that point. There wasn't any uh, name to the person that was uploading it. There were right. there were no communities. Mm-hmm. It was just literally. Um, we, for instance, we we turned YouPorn on as a as a domain and the framework. Um, 
we turned it on the guy that turned it on there wasn't no video or there we i think the first video that he put on there was a video of a gondola in venice he phoned his dad and said, oh, can you go to this website and make sure it's, it's working? His dad knew right. um, that he'd started, like, this framework with... And he'd called it YouPorn. He thought it was really pretty funny because of YouTube, YouTube obviously. Yeah. Um, What's the URL, son? Yeah. Yeah, it's Y-O-U-P-O-R-N. Oh, I've got a story about it. <coughs> Remind me later. Right. Uh, which is pretty, pretty funny. Um, so he was on the phone speaking to his dad for about half an hour. So the, the website had gone on online. He he put one video on of the, the gondola video. By the time he'd got off the phone, he was going to upload the first porn video. He went on there. Somebody else had already found the domain and uploaded a video. Wow. Uh, within 30 minutes. Then, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Yeah. Quite literally. Yeah. So within the first week, I think there were... There are about 500 videos that people oh. uploaded. Not great big hour-long videos, but little snippets of porn videos and other different to videos. My, to my knowledge, when I first went on YouPorn, it was mm. about um, people being uploading their own videos a lot of the time that they'd made themselves, I guess. That was the idea in my head. Yeah. Mm. Like but some of the Yeah. yeah. Some of the... Um, that, that content is very dangerous. Content. Yeah. Uh, when when well, because we first, there's revenge porn in that as well, isn't there? Not only that, but you don't have any documents. Yeah. You don't know if they're over eighteen. Yeah. Um, but because you don't, as a as a tube site, because you don't own that content, mm. and when people are uploading the content, they tick a box to say they own the content, they have the rights, um, and they have all documentation for the content. Well, Obviously, most people don't, but they're they're clicking yes, they're clicking upload. But what, what we realized was, so we launched end of August 2006. We didn't really start going viral till November 2006. Then by March, we, we were having, I think it was like half a million visitors a month to the site, um, which we thought was like crazy. What we did think was really crazy is we didn't have enough money to pay the bandwidth bills. I was going to say, that's this quite was, a lot for a yeah. small startup. Sort of so, so November, we had the bandwidth company phone us to say, hey, we need you to wire us like $10,000 because your, your bill is going to be huge. Where are you getting all this traffic from? And we we're like, we don't know because we, don't, we didn't advertise. Um, but we just grew through, through word of mouth. But we realized right at the very beginning, <clears throat> because of the, like, the threats we were getting um, from content producers and some really heavy like death as, threats. As in people who make porn who, yeah, people whose have videos were being sites. uploaded to your site, which meant that they weren't getting the traffic to theirs. Yeah, meaning that they, mm -hmm. they saw it that we were stealing their content because mm -hmm. their memberships would have started going down. Um, you were the lad bible of the porn world, basically. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, but I know that we, we just weren't received very well mm -hmm. by the people creating the content. They're spending thousands to create this content, to put on their pay site, to sell thousands, literally mm -hmm. tens of thousands of memberships a month, which mm -hmm. they were, to all of a sudden see their, their content on tube sites like, uh, like YouPorn. Um, and YouPorn being protected with the DMCA law, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. All right. Um, that was created because otherwise every single um, 
every single like law court in the world would grind to a halt through people trying to sue for copyright infringement. So they created the Digital Millennium, Digital Millennium Copyright Act, the DMCA, so that if if you found that I had your videos on my website, you have to let me know. Mm-hmm. With um, you have to fill out the DMCA form specifically. If you get it wrong, I don't need to conform to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I receive your notice, I have twenty four hours safe harbor to remove your video. Mm-hmm. But I could have had your video on my website for a year mm-hmm. selling, and it could have had twenty million views. And I'm selling adverts on my website. As soon as you realise that I have your thing, and say, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. take it down and there's nothing you can do and then another user will upload that video yeah. because he really Straight liked away. it yeah and, and, and recently there was a picture that went viral on Instagram of someone who had a check from you uh, Pornhub I think it was mm-hmm. For the amount of hits that they'd had on their video yeah because the, the dynamics have, have changed now yeah. the the we if we go right right back to the very beginning because none of us in the in the youporn team there were seven of us in all mm-hmm. um had ever ran an adult company mm-hmm. uh we did we didn't know anything about adult company we we've just like technology right. um but we realized the it's business cover, by the way sorry yeah, it's really good. <laughs> we just love technology yeah. <laughs> we we were a glorified ad network mm-hmm. that's right. what we were um just like youtube those really. yeah so but we realized Right at the very beginning, the the business model that we'd created wasn't sustainable. We were we were kind of we were sitting at the top, and we knew that we were going to kill everybody below us. You know, if we didn't feel to the money that we were getting or the traffic that we were getting back to the people whose content was on our website, like YouTube do basically. Yeah, so we we didn't think it was it was fair um, that we would have all of this content that you would need to DMCA us to get the content removed. We couldn't control what our, uh, what our user base were uploading because if we looked at those videos before they went online, it meant that we were secondary producers of that content, right. which mean that we had to hel- hold all of the documents for that content, right. all of the model releases. So the, you can't be doing that then. So we, we couldn't be doing So we had to let everything go on there. We realized the business model wasn't sustainable. Um, we realized that we really were the true evil uh, that entered this this adult industry. Is that how you were viewed? Did they hate you? Yeah, everybody hated us. Yeah. Even you felt down, that way? Well, we were told. Right. We would really? get so many emails. You know these death threats? I mean, mm. how real are we talking here? Very. Really? We had uh, one... Um, about like a silver bullet with like you porn written on it, wow. and if we ever go to a trade show, he's he's going to shoot us and wow. think like, wow, this. And this is a known pretty... guy who probably would go through with that. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, it's a, so how we, we mean, didn't go to trade shows. You need to borrow Robbie's Desert Eagle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how? But how did that? How did you react to that at the time? Because you were also just we, like, listen, we're just technology guys who put porn. On uh, yeah, money. we were just technology guys knowing exactly what. Um, what we were doing to uh, a real established huge industry it's quite disruptive um, then to their models severely which is something that now people almost glorify a little bit online it's like it you is, can disrupt the mainstream we, model where, where the industry was was like lucky is that Upon did come along um, because the other tube sites were in existence, they really didn't care. Right. You know, they just wanted as much porn on there. They wanted to sell as many banners as possible. Um, but we did actually care, 
And so we we try to work out a way of how can we how can we help the production companies that are spending all of this money producing content that their viewers their users are now not subscribing because they're looking at all their content on our website what can we do so we we invented something called the content partner program where you as a content producer you would edit videos how we would tell you how to edit because we had so much data to say people so like millions of people watch this video Mm -hmm. and it had a high rating because this video had these uh these things in it so it had a start middle and uh and an ending and the cum shot was was in the ending mm-hmm. um don't because forget the cum shot yeah but it's <laughs> it's really technical it, uh-huh. it just really it really is a science of how and that's it's how we actually grew youporn to how big it actually got was because we we come up with an algorithm um that tracked the the footprint of every user so we could as a user you would need to come in and watch i think i think it was like four videos if we footprinted you and the four videos that you watched and if you rated them um if you was a guy that would rate them we we then knew what your next steps were going to be what next videos that you yeah so you but could if you could get, yeah if you watch like seven eight <laughs> nine videos without clearing your cache we could narrow it down to around about out of the when we were when we launched this algorithm we had 100,000 videos we could narrow it down to the next uh around about 2 300 videos we knew that you were going to click on that one in a different niche so it could be like transsexual it could be anything but wow. these footprints but wow. what that enabled us to do was we could preempt what you were going to like Yep. So we, we had like a we recommend and that was one of the the most used um, things on our website where people are like, bloody hell, I like that. <laughs> but it wasn't only valuable for the user retention mm-hmm. and the user experience, but it was so valuable for pay sites, yeah. for being able to advertise. So we could say, we've got this demographic here of, uh, of 15 million users that we know that they're likely to want to go in and look at um, teen content or look at reality content. Um, and so, so we, would they make stuff almost tailored to your well, audience? Well, yeah, so we would... Because we had this content partner program. So if, if we go back... So 2007, we launched content partner program. So that meant that, hey, I know we've got a lot of your content on our site already, but we will badge that um, give you banners under the video player and we're going to direct our traffic to your pay site we reached out to two or three different production companies big production companies and they were like are you crazy why would someone that is on a free tube site looking at my content want to then click on the banner to come through and pay me $30 for a membership and we're like but we think that they will and they're like, You've, you're just taking crazy. You're not going to make any friends here. So we were like, shit, what do we do? Because we really believed in this content. But for us, it was logical. It was going to happen. But we, we also were having uh, a lot of visitors at that time. I think we would have been up to, I think, a million visitors a day by the time we launched the 
um, the is content that expensive program. Wise? Cause it's also streaming yeah. video. Like that, is that HD? It's not HD at that time. Not it's like that four, time. three. Yeah. But for the ads. For the ads. Can you remember roughly what the company was making a month at that point? Yeah, but I can never. To, can't talk about our bandwidth bill uh, our peak was at half a million dollars wow yeah just for bandwidth in a just month. for bandwidth that's pretty Jeez. incredible yeah. yeah but we didn't have many other costs yeah and I suppose you know you, you were sort of and the ad revenue was good I mean damn right and the, yeah the, we also got revenue from um, cams so that was right. extremely you, good did and you dating. Push to camp or what yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would have just tabs, so like for the the cams, but yeah, the, the, the cam girls and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had one on. Did you sort of pride yourself then on the user experience? Yeah, user experience for us was um, was everything because we never wanted to spend any money advertising porn. We wanted everything to be word of mouth. We wanted everybody to to be proud to go tell their friends that my god you should go on new porn they don't have video ads of guys growing their their cock from eight centimeters to eight foot yeah um so we didn't have video ads uh we the reason we used to spend so much on bandwidth is because in the early days we knew that the worst experience for the end user is buffering because you can't buffer your wank it's it's not a good Thing. You, I mean, that, you're totally and then, right. And there's your podcast well, title. Yeah. You can't buffer your wank, all right? <laughs> I love it. If that was your keynote, I'd love that. That would yeah. be the keynote. You can't buffer your wank, just so everyone's aware of that, all right? Yeah, and that was that was like our, our unique selling point was no we, buffering. yeah, no, no buffering. You no know, because there was nothing, buffering. yeah, nothing, nothing worse. And so, but so, so, I guess it's unusual because actually you're, I'm guessing, a load of heterosexual guys sitting in a room having to work out what a load of heterosexual guys sitting alone in a room want to knock one out over. And essentially your user experience well, we, is we how they can wank to, best. Yeah, we didn't have to work out what they wanted to wank over because they chose that themselves. There's so many yeah, but different... you've got to read the data, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the data. Yeah. Um, data is, is key to everything, no matter how big or, or you're small. You're a stuck man, essentially. Yeah. But you, you can get bogged down in data. That's, right. that's, uh, that's the thing. In, uh, especially, I guess, in the porn industry where it's sort of a subjective thing in a way. Yeah, you, you, can, you can just drill down too much and then you're, you start becoming so very diluted. At this point, you've never been on a shoot and, and seeing porn no. in real life. No. You're a guy in an office who's running a successful business. Well, we didn't even have an office. Right. Um, because we... I, at the time, I was based in the UK, mm-hmm. and we didn't want to run it from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, had a partner in America, just because all the we were just scared of everything. Right. Because we we didn't really we didn't really because YouPorn was started more of as joke. You know, we didn't really realize what it was going to turn into, but we very quickly realized come November um, after a couple of months that what what we had it exploded. Yeah, it's uh, we we had to. Um, we had to do something. So we we would just travel everywhere. Um, we'd be on a, like a Skype video call, me and the, the main partner, and we'd just literally spin the globe and go. Let's let's go meet there, and we'd race there. So we used to go to Hong Kong a lot. Because you had the cash. No, because we just wanted to get out. We wanted to get away from Keep the moving. from the kids, get away from the wives, just so that we could just sit in hotel rooms and just work out what the hell we were gonna. 
do. It must be quite a surreal lifestyle. It was, it was, it was surreal. It was scary because of the threats we were getting from an in- industry that we knew that we could be really good friends with. Yeah. Um, but it was scary because where the hell are we going to get all this money from? Because the advertisers, you would, you would sell them your traffic or you would give them the ad spots for 30 days. And then they would have like 90 days to pay you for the ad spots. And we're thinking, we, we just don't have the money to pay our bandwidth bills. So they're going to turn us off on the bandwidth. So we, and we didn't want to meet anybody either face to face. We just would not meet anybody. Why? We were just so scared. Right. That someone would just go, you're the guy, yeah. gone. Because you, you, we didn't know who was connected to So you who. were taking these uh, death threats very seriously in, in writing Yeah. So. For, for the first year of the site, I called myself Nora. That's where my, my Skype name comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, why Nora? Why not? <laughs> because my nan used to always say, like, shit in Nora. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, yeah, I call myself yeah, shit in Nora. Totally inconspicuous. Yeah, so I was Nora for, um, for the first year and then mm. started to use my initials, like JT. Um. Well, you know, when the money's coming in, um, it, it, eventually, mm. um, you do start seeing the profits. Um, how did your lifestyle change? What, what, what sort of lifestyle were you living before? And then what did it go up to? Because I've seen your Instagram and you, yeah. you're doing pretty well for yourself. You're I'm doing impressed, okay. I'm impressed <laughs> with the lifestyle and I, yeah. I, I admire what you've done. Um, but what kind of jump did you make, would you say? With, with YouPorn, not much, mm-hmm. really. Um, because we, we were just so worried, mm-hmm. you know, about it could just disappear mm-hmm. overnight. So nothing really changed. Plus, we were working like 18-hour days. because there were seven of us that looked after the whole of the the whole of the company Um, so I I was mainly travelling three weeks of the month then you'd go home for like four or five days Mm -hmm. Um, then you'd just jump on a plane to go do work Mm -hmm. wherever we used to um, what's your wife saying at this point she's sort of like you know I mean because if you're getting death threats are you sharing that with your wife no So she doesn't know. No. But she knows you're working in porn. Knows we're working in porn. Um, just used to, don't talk to me about it. Right. No. So she's raising the kids as well. Yeah, raising the kids. The kids um, don't know what dad does. Kids, no, how old would Joe have been? Seven years ago. He would have been about 15. Right. So I think he knew. Um, so, of course, all his friends at school knew. So he went to hero status. Pretty much. So I, I was known as the, the U-Porn, yeah, yeah. U-Porn guy. Mm-hmm. So he used to call himself the U-Porn kid. Right. Um, <laughs> Harry, Harry was, uh, <coughs> he's two years or three years mm-hmm. younger than Joe. So he used to call himself Harry Hefner after <laughs> Hugh Hefner. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got seven kids, by right. the way, a lot, a lot of kids. What did, what did this experience to that point, um, what do you feel like you'd learned about like this industry and this business? Um, the people are crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is it the wild west that it comes across, or that it used to come across as? I think before before you porn started, then yeah, for sure. I hear so many stories about at the trade shows where people are they're blowing fifty hundred thousand um, dollars on parties, mm-hmm. right? And just thinking the money is absolutely incredible, mm. and. It, it just really was, mm-hmm. and until the tube sites come along, um, because that, so that really did impact the subscriptions. Yeah. If, even though you tried to divert the traffic, back, not everyone was doing that. We, you had so many other yeah, tube sites not it doing had, that. 
Yeah, because it wasn't just us, but we were the fastest growing. Mm -hmm. So from November through to November 2006, Mm -hmm. I think we were one of the fastest growing websites on the internet. At the time, we were growing like 10 times faster than Facebook. It it reminds me a little bit of the music industry where you had, um, you know, album sales were massive and then all of a sudden Napster come along and it's just flatlined the industry and then people have to adapt and different things. Yeah, the ones, I think we, when we, when we started the content partner program, so if if we go back to, um, yeah, 2007, so we actually had two companies that said, okay, We'll break rank um, with everybody else because everybody else on the forums I uh, like hate the tube sites, hate you porn in particular because we we just broke out and we we started getting big. Um, they it was Naughty America that were a real big site and another one called CD Girls. I, I remember Naughty America. Yeah, really? yeah so those CD Girls. Like, yeah, CD Girls. Like uh, CD, not or CD. No, CD, like CD. Naughty America was a huge site. Yeah, and they, they still massive. are. Because they adapted. Yeah, I, I remember. Like, Naughty America's good. Right. Did you just see their VR advert that went absolute viral? We're not in the industry, so oh, I don't right. feel like we're... Uh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, this would have been on yeah. Instagram. It was really? everywhere. A guy had the VR goggles on yeah. and was caught masturbating and realised his girlfriend come in. That was Great. that was a video that they did themselves, uh-huh. but... Uh, the girlfriend supposedly uploaded it and yeah that went pretty viral for them well you know that is a pretty funny scenario though isn't it yeah so Naughty American CD Girls they said okay let's let's try this content partner program out so they gave us we asked them for 30 videos each we put one a day um, with the content partner banner underneath now this content partner banner so how the content partner program works. So you're on Newporn, you're watching a naughty uh, America video. You like that video. You see the banner underneath, you think, ah, oh, click that. More so you could have like an offer, like $1 trial. So you click on that. You then leave Newporn, you go through to Naughty America. You look at their website, you think, wow, this is, this is really good. I've just really enjoyed that video that I've seen for free. Mm-hmm. I'd, and, but it's only a, a four or five minute video. There's the 24 minute long version of the video I just really enjoyed. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna join. Right. It pays $30. Youporn, we get $15 of that. You know, wow. so we're, we're good to the industry, but we wanna actually make our money too. Mm-hmm. So we become what is known as an affiliate. So we, we send that user through to you, um, to, to Naughty America. He buys a membership. We get half of the membership, lifetime membership fee. So he could be a member for a year, and we're, we're getting a lot yeah. of money. So Naughty America, um, we were putting a video a day for the first month. They were getting so many bad comments on the industry forums um, because they started dealing with us the industry really didn't like it yeah Mm. so I think for Naughty America we sold I think over 5,000 memberships in that first month that was very good and and that's good for them at that time at $30 a membership is very good and if they're going downhill anyway they're still a little bit so we had an agreement with them that they wouldn't really talk about the memberships until the end of the month. At the end of the month, feel free to tell everybody what, what you're doing. So they did. All of a sudden, <clears throat> nearly every content producer, every website that got the tubes, they were like, 
I, I want a part of that. Mm-hmm. So they did. They all started hitting us it's up. It's about proving yourself, isn't it? At yeah. That point, as, and as, then as, as all a of a sudden, we've gone from two content partners. Within a year, we had <laughs> over 2,000 companies signed up with us. We ended up being the biggest affiliate in the porn industry because of the sheer amount of traffic that we had. Um, and we were growing. Our traffic was growing very, very, very fast. Um, when we started the content partner program I think we had like 20 million um, visitors a month uh, maybe 30 million is that uniques or is that people repeating uh, that's, that's, that's people right. at, at our peak our peak was um, 2000 March 2010 right. where we had 372 million users and uniques were around about 170 million uniques and what countries are they based in is that all around the world yeah about 60 no, about 45% US. Wow. Then Germany was a big market mm-hmm. for us, even though that we were, we were banned Germans in Germany. Germans love that Bloody love Germans. Um, just through IP. Right, so you yeah. just go VPNs, essentially. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so... Uh, could you see exactly what those countries liked as well? Yes. Because now porn, Pornhub, I think every year we, do we their best one. Oh, so there's, there's ah, yeah, different tastes for different com- uh, yeah. countries. I think Pornhub does that every year yeah, now. They, they release do. the top ten. Yeah, yeah and that's they're, always they're something very good at, um, Because that creates a lot of mainstream Great press. Great marketing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Pornhub guys are amazing at marketing. Absolutely. They're amazing. welcome to sponsor us if they want, by the way. <laughs> I, I can speak to them. Uh, <laughs> oh, mate, that's good. Oh, this just keeps rolling. Yeah. Really <laughs> really Where's it going to take us? He's I'm a real cash cow. And I'll tell you, Robbie Williams said I should get the free taxi guy on. And here I am. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why you have a rocking chair. That'd be so really weird. weird. That's just doggy yeah, style. What are you doing under there? Yeah. Holding our heads. Okay, yeah. right, yeah. Um, um, and so. So this is your peak now. Uh, 2010 yeah 2010 March 2010 was yeah 372 it was a 20 according to Alexa which is the obviously the website ranking not Amazon no when does Um, the money start coming at any Um, point was was there any months where you're like fucking hell there's a check thank you oh yeah like nearly every month so the we Right at the very beginning, like I said, we were really worried because we didn't have any money. So we we got on to the, the ad networks, mm-hmm. um, the dating companies, right. and the cam companies to say, right, we're going to give you all of this, all like the tabs, we're going to give you a set percentage of our banners. You see our traffic, you see our growth, you know the growth's not going to stop. We're going to prepay. We're going to pre-sell this content or the, this space you for two months, but we really need you to prepay. These companies were worth hundreds of millions, so they're like, "Yeah, we'll do this yeah. for you," because it's then we're very loyal to them. They're very loyal to us. Good so they started prepaying a lot of money. Then at the end of the two months. If our traffic had gone up more than what we had expected, they would make good on the extra traffic that they had. Wow. So it was a very, very, very friendly Honorable environment. Honest, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> had you expanded the team from seven at that point as no, well? No, it was only ever seven. Right, wow. So it, because it's a, it's essentially a server game, isn't it? Or yeah. you need the, the space, the bandwidth, yeah. that sort of thing. And, and, right. and, and around this time, you come to sell uh, the company, is that right? Well, it, it was rumoured that we tried to sell the company in March 2007 mm-hmm. after we just had it a few months at the time I think we had 20 million visitors mm-hmm. or 
yeah, about 50, half a million a day. Mm-hmm. And did you try to sell? Kind of. Right. We went to see uh, Steve Hirsch at Vivid. Um, yeah, Vivid's a big company. Yeah. Uh, they were massive. Yeah. They, they still are a very big Yeah, but company. they were... Uh, very, oh, yeah, they were probably big, the they? biggest. Well, well they were the Jenna Jameson or something at one yeah. point, yeah. So yeah. that's big. I love that. Was huge. Mm-hmm. And so we went to see him. Um, we wanted a lot of money for it because we knew where it was going to go yeah. because the, the traffic stats just, just don't lie. Um, he hounded us out of the, the office. I wasn't there, thank God. <clears throat> but security had to take us out, told us that we were... Not insane that it's, it's a fad it's going to die out and we were like do you know what it's, it's not going to die out and it so didn't the price that. that you asked for that day <clears throat> and the price that it eventually sold for was it a few years later after that um, it was we, we actually sold 5th of May 2011 right so that's like 4 years later yeah. then. I bet you the price was dramatically more was it uh, I can't really talk about it but it was it was rumoured what we were asking for. Do you know what the rumour so, figure is by any chance? Yes. We we were asking a lot of money back in March at the beginning of March um, in 2007. And yeah, it was a lot more that we sold wow. it for in 2011. And so in that time, though, had you worked your way into where you wanted to work your way into? You, you got into porn partly because you also wanted to see naked girls? Yeah, we'd, we'd never been on one set. In, in um, all that time. sitting there. Yeah. I'll just imagine you in the office in 2011 going, still haven't seen a fucking one. Still haven't seen one fucking one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you sell up and uh, you cash out, do very well yeah, for yourself. Yeah, sell up, but we, we already knew that we were going to be selling because we wanted, it, it leads back to uh, we hadn't been on a porn set. We'd been invited on some. It's, it's like we were... We still didn't trust the, the industry. Mm-hmm. So we were hit up by a new cam company um, or another cam company. They said, we'll send the private jet to come pick you up in LA, um, come to fly up to our offices. And so me and my partner, we were like, fuck yeah, we should do that. They're, what are you they're gonna what? have, you don't tell them anything. Yeah. You'd, you'd say like, they're going to have a bed on there. They're going to put cam girls in there. We're going to have a whale of a time. So the sensible one in our team was saying, yeah, they're going to like row you. You're going to, they're going to have so much content on you that you're going to need to sign over this new deal. And we're like, and what what is the problem? So we, we still didn't really trust anybody. Um, So yeah, it was just, it was a real surreal, real weird, weird time. So you you didn't go? No. Right, we, so at what we drove up there. Right, you drove. Yeah, right. but you did go. <laughs> we did go. We started meeting people face to face. What was we, that like? It was weird because they had no idea what we looked like. And um, so you're meeting them and sort of yeah, it's meeting them. Um, and plus, I was always the guy <clears throat> that would be uh, that would go and meet people as well, like the the, the eyes and the ears of the coming. So, so the I would go. Channel, I yeah, so I would go to the to the shows. I think the first show I went to was in Vegas. Um, used to go with a different name on the tag, different company. And that's where I got the moniker of the U-Porn guy because everybody used to go, that's the U-Porn guy. 
Right. And I just would be walking through, uh, and just this, not this really much at all. Stuff with all the naked yeah. girls. Yeah. Like, did you enjoy that? Yeah, it was good. Um, no, because you, everybody would want to come up and talk to you. So mm. I used to have a, a business card. Um, I should have brought one with me, but it was just a black laminated card with the Uporn logo. Um, uh, JT. That's all it was. Right. So you porn logo. So people used to come up and pitch me, say, oh, blah, blah, can we do this? Can we do that? And say, do you know what? Yeah. But there's um, no give me your card. And if, if I'm interested, I'll, I'll contact you. And they go, okay, do you have a card? And I go, yeah, I'd give them the card. And they go, there's, there's no contact details. And go, no. And say, uh, <laughs> you're not going to contact me, are you? And they go, like, no, I'm not. Sorry. It's not a service. And how, how can we contact you? And you go, do you know what? You, you can't. Wow. Because we just we were happy with with what we had because of the loyalty, yeah, that we had to our cam companies, the dating companies, their ad networks. Because they started prepaying for everything, that we we stuck with them from the very beginning right to the very end. But that must also create somewhat of an air of excitement around you guys because it's sort of like, don't call us, we'll call you, and you never. Oh yeah, it's it's good, but it gets very very boring having to say no. Um, at the beginning, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll take a look at it. And they used to work out that my email address would be JT at Uporn, or they'd give it a go and say, ha, oh, found you. Um, but it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was it, very difficult at the beginning to say no, because people <coughs> were so excited, because you have yeah. millions and millions of users a day, that they, they knew that if they could get access to, that they would be making an absolute fortune. Mm. You know, so we had to restrict because we were very protective over our users. Our ad networks, we wouldn't let them sell adverts to companies that would do video ads because we didn't think it was right yeah. that if you're watching a porn video that next to the uh, the video player right. would be two video ads scrolling um, of a guy's dick going from like that to that yeah. because right. you'll look and you think like, bloody hell, does that actually work? Also, that's very distracting, I guess. Very, yeah, very distracting because um, for us, we don't care if they, they... We want them to click on the banners because we, we get paid more. Yeah. But. How did your ego deal with the fact that all of a sudden everyone wants to be your new best friend? Um, you have the power it was, now. Yeah, it was, it was good. Hmm. But again, you knew that everybody wanted to be your friend because of you, porn, not because you're a, a particularly guy, yeah. nice guy but you were vindicated that must have been quite satisfying to walk around that these conventions and be like it was because we they started to ask us to go on panels so I'd start speaking on panels start giving them insight into how we do things why we do things and why we're actually the industry's friend instead mm. of the enemy and were you often challenged on those panels was, yeah. were there a lot of angry people no not at that time not the time so yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't want to put myself in that in that Fire position yeah. um, you'd get one or two in the crowd that were like still anti-tubes right. but those guys just aren't around it's like the people that didn't adapt to the tube sites died out they, they did die out and we yeah. we kind of take um, we, we're kind of pleased that it, it actually also cleansed the industry because of the the stigma of being in the adult industry is derived from people that uh, shouldn't really have been in the industry yeah, yeah really like, uh, guys. Mm. yeah. I've, I've but seen with with the adult with with the tube sites, it 
it meant that they didn't adapt because they did they just struck it lucky at a time they're filming their wives or their girlfriends or anybody not getting the documentation put on a website selling memberships and they don't care about anything and they all died out so you've you're tend to left with the professional companies that shoot really good uh like high quality sensual erotic content or the amateur content quite pure i guess in that yeah sense. like crack yeah and it, it's just the, the the industry has shrunk a lot but the industry is very close Every, right. everybody is there for everybody the the forums uh some of the forums are amazing some are of them private uh, forums? um yeah there are some private forums but mainly for the adult industry um, so you have to be part of the adult industry right. to, to get into the forums. And what sort of things are on? Is it like advice on how to... Yeah, get- if anybody needs anything. Um, anybody doing any good offers on dating or cams or right. as, has anybody used this CMS system? What do you recommend? Or what do you recommend I do here? Or I've got a problem? Or quite my God, have you then. seen the price of Bitcoin? And, <laughs> so. and were, you, were you looking at other porn sites at that time and sort of look at their UX and sort of being like, oh, those guys have got this. We should try that on our website. Or um, With YouPorn, we, we kind of knew what we wanted to do. Right. So we never wanted to make changes um, to wow. the site. We, we changed the logo because we had to, because Google were suing us. Um, because our original logo was, was like perceived to be one. like the, the YouTube. We don't think that it was. Um, so they contacted us with the cease and deceased um, to hand the domain over to them. We th- at that point, we thought our world had completely ended. No. Because how can we fight against Google? You can't even get a lawyer in America against Google because they have every single like tier one law on retention. But we found a, a law firm that weren't on retention. So we fought back, um, and it was about six weeks from getting the original letter to them emailing to say <clears throat> they're, they're not going to pursue. Um, so we changed the logo. And we... We had companies, that, uh, big marketing companies, to say to us, right, you need to spend $100,000 because we'll help you change the, the logo from what it is to, to this. We actually spent $16 um, <laughs> buying the license to a font, reached out to the kid that owned the font to say, hey, can we, do you mind if we put a star in the O instead of the love heart that you have in the O is the kinky font? And he went, yeah, no problem. We paid him $16. We launched, we liked pastel pink and pastel grey. So we launched the new logo and these companies said, you can't do it, it's going to be a massive failure. And we go, do you know what? I don't think anybody's ever gone onto a website and wanked over the logo. The logo. Really? At least a very small percentage. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, um, I've, I remember some interviews I've watched from a couple of years ago where porn stars of girls have been talking about the difference of the money they used to make and the money they do make. And, mm. and and I'm aware that you're sitting here, but there might be uh, a porn star watching this interview right now saying, I wish I was there to criticise him on this or that. Is there, is, there, is there a thing that you feel like you've been criticised for in the past to do having to do with you porn unfairly? Is there anything that you've been accused of? Well, the, people are shooting less content right. than when we come along mm-hmm. because a lot of the companies are not in business anymore. Right. So, yeah, they're, they're shooting a lot less content so girls uh, and boys that are performers are not getting as much work Mm -hmm. Um, the content that's being shot is being shot by more professional companies 
So you need to, the performers need to work harder in the scene. They just can't turn up and the guy points the camera, Fold they it. go through. So they, they have to show passion. So, um, and this is where Nikki, uh, with Nikki's models. Right, yeah. uh, That's the girl that got in contact with us, your yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, it's my girlfriend. Right. So okay. she, we, when we first started with, we were using lots of different agencies and they were terrible. They just didn't give a crap. They would send the girls without passports, without ID. We we have all of our full crew there waiting for the girls to turn up, or they just wouldn't turn up. So we realised that we needed to create, we needed to be in control of our main part of the business, which was the performance. So this right. is now you're into the content production. Yes. Yeah, so you're, you're out of you porn. You've sold you porn. At what point did you say you wanted to get into making porn <clears throat> yourself? Because you obviously didn't. Yeah. So that that was you the question earlier. Out. Sorry. So we. In 2009, mm-hmm. we realized that for us to see naked girls, <clears throat> we need to own our own production company. This is just one long thing to try and get you to see naked girls, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I yeah. love it. Right. Yeah. Okay. For us to... <laughs> but we Not because of someone who feels the same way. I'm just like, you're a hero. Man. Right. So <laughs> we, we realized... We're not well. We were getting invited to sets, but we didn't really trust any of the people that we had been invited to to go look at the sets. And we were thinking like, this is going to end badly. So we need to own our own production company. So we, but we didn't want to go through and set a production company out from scratch because it would it was just too much hassle. We've been in a very similar position in the yeah. last year. So we a different content, unfortunately. Yeah. I love seeing football. <laughs> so we. We reached out to a production company down in uh, Portugal uh, because their videos were on our tube site. But they weren't part of our content partner program, which we couldn't really work out because their content was spectacular. And I'm not going to name the company. Right. What what makes their content spectacular? What sort of things are we taking? The 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 way it was filmed the right. girls uh, they were all like Czech um, Hungarian really really hot girls but right. the girls had a real proper chemistry and the, the way that it was videoed the lighting the storylines um, not that they really matter that Still, much but it was just this content more. stood out yeah. a mark the, they had 38 of the top 50 most viewed videos on our website. Okay. So, we, yeah, so we had, so this guy reached out um, that I knew, uh, and he said, hey, are you in London? So I said, actually, I am. I'm there today. He said, I need to, I need to meet you because I'm, I'm director of a company, um, and we're going through a real terrible time because of you. And I'm like, okay. But I knew it was a safe meeting to have with this guy. So I went and had lunch with the guy. And he pulled these DVDs out and put them on the, on the site. Is this in a fancy restaurant, sorry? Because yeah, I'm sort of imagining was, it's somewhere in Mayfair, be, uh, kind of. No, I used to be a member of the... Uh, I can't remember. Like what. a gentleman club somewhere, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, so you'd go in there. Mayfair or something like that. Yeah, on Shaftesbury Avenue. Right. The media place. Right. Uh, 100? Century? No, no, right. century. Right, yeah. yeah. So we were there, and he he pulled out all of these DVDs, um, and I looked at them and I went, I know this company. Yeah. And he went, yeah. So I said, these are really really good. So I had my laptop pulled up. You I said, look, they've got like thirty eight of the the top fifty, 
And I said, why don't they join our content partner program? He said, because the guy that owns it absolute despises you. So I went like, holy crap. And he's gone, our memberships have gone from like 4,000 members which for them were quite a lot, but they, they weren't very good at the, the internet thing. They used to sell a ton of DVDs, but they just weren't very good at the, at the internet. Um, so they went from 4,000 members, he said, we have just over 400 members. And I'm like, oh my God. I knew how, how many members I could send him in the first month, let alone if we did this over a long period of time. I went, just get him to join our content partner program. He said he won't won't do it so I said where are they based hoping that they were in England he said they're down in Portugal so I went oh. so I said can we go see him and he went he, he won't like seeing you so I said well let's go down there I said because if I get face to face with a guy after he's over his initial hate and if he wants to punch me he can then I'll say to him how much money I can make him so we flew down to Portugal the following morning Went down there. Must so, be great to do that. Oh, yes, it's, it was just good. But I, I just saw a massive opportunity mm-hmm. because at this time we were looking at acquiring a production company. And this production company was on its knees, but it had the best content that our users absolutely adored. Stars aligned almost. Yeah. yeah. So we went down there. So the guy, we went walking in the office. He had a, like a big house um, where all the editors were and he had a lot of staff down there. Uh, so we... We walked in, it was with this guy, met the guy that owned the company, and he said, oh, who's he? And he said, oh, he's just my mate, just want to come down and show him the, the company. So we had a nice morning talking to everybody. I couldn't let on who I was. Then we went for lunch, and it was great. Then after lunch, we went back to the office, sat around the table, and the guy said to the owner, he said, I haven't been completely honest with you, this is JT from Uporn. And this guy went ballistic. He went, get out, what the? you doing here um you've ruined my company and i'm like yeah 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 yeah." i said listen you've got 38 of the top 50 videos blah 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 and he's going yes i know and i'm not getting a penny i went well why don't you join our content partner program it's your it's your own fault in theory and if you don't want that content on there why haven't you sent me a dmca notice because then we could find out who owned the the content and come and do a deal with you so he was like blah 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 so i ended up speaking to him for about an hour and just calming him down i said okay now i said i know you've got about 400 members i said look let me do a deal with you i said we i said i need 30 videos from you if you edit the videos, I said, let me talk to your editors. If you edit the videos, it's exactly how I tell you to. Give me 30 videos. We're going to put one on a day. At the end of that month, if we haven't got you an extra 2,000 members, paying members, then I'll give you... No, I said, if we haven't given you the 2,000 members in, in the month, I said, I'll give you whatever money that you want. And he's gone, give me 1,000 a thousand euros per video and I'll give you 30. So I went, okay. I said, so I'll give you 30 grand. I said, but we're putting it in escrow. And I was thinking, I don't really, there's something about the guy I just didn't really trust. So in in the end, we didn't need to go down the escrow route. The editors, they edited 30 videos. In I, we had a little like bet in the office to say, or like with the other guys, I said, we will get, um, 
over 4,000 video, 4,000 new members will sign up to this thing. It took seven days. For, from the first seven videos going on, we got 4,200. Um, wow. But we also had a mechanic that if, as soon as we reached so many, uh, so many new members, it meant that he had to sell 51% of the company to us for something absurd like four, five million euros. But we were paying, we were going to pay him that money from his own money through the sign-ups that we were getting because we would know that we could get to 20, 30, 40,000 members within like a four or five month period. So we didn't mind paying him all this money and we were in it for long term. Plus, that was just the content partner program. We knew that we could give 10% of the adverts and we could get up to 150, 200,000 members with this guy's company. He would sit back, carry on doing what he's doing. The team would carry on doing what they're doing. It's just that he would have then millions in the bank and he's gone from having a lot of money to having next to nothing. Um, so we carried on doing this for a year. We ended up with like 20,000 members that he had. He would never sign this contract. And we were thinking, my, like, uh, my partner said, he's, he's never going to sign this contract. You know that. And we were getting our revenue share through the affiliate program. So in the end, we got on the phone to this guy and we knew that we could uh, have our, one of our tech guys ready to just pull the plug on his channel on Newporn and all his videos would disappear. So we got on a conference call, said, hey, are you going to sign this contract? Just tell us yes or no. We think no. So if it's going to be no, just be honest with us and we can just move on and try. And he went, no. So I like messaged um, the tech guy. I said, okay, pour the videos now. So he pulled all the videos. I said, like, go on to, uh, go on to YouPorn, search for your videos. And he went, oh my God, you're insane. You can't do this. He's gone, you shouldn't be in control of this website. You're going to ruin the website, blah, blah, blah. You're going to lose millions of viewers because his videos would have tens of millions of views you can't do this blah 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 so roll on so we did do it we, we never let him back on roll on two years I think he sold his company for like 300,000 and it, do you think it was a, he wouldn't sell on a point of what he considered a principle I don't I just think he was greedy Right, he wanted more. Just than yeah, roughly. just wanted yeah. We, I guess he'd already <clears throat> made quite a lot of you, uh, quite a lot out. Of yeah, you. he made in that year. He made, I estimate, about two and a half million dollars, which for him, when he was on nothing, yeah. But what that actually did for us, <clears throat> so we that was August two thousand nine, end of August two thousand ten. We pulled the plug. Mm. His two main camera guys, they understood the power of viewport. We then got a telephone call. 3rd of December 2015 to say we want to buy YouPorn mm. by um, a company that we knew that they could afford us so we went okay we at that point knew that we were going to sell YouPorn mm -hmm. a week after we agreed that um, we were going to like I think mid-December the two content guys from the company down in Portugal reached out to say hey we've had enough um, at this company can you start a company and we'll come and start shooting content for you? Because obviously that's what you want. So we've gone from selling 
U-Porn, knowing that we were going to sell U-Porn on the 3rd of December mm-hmm. to like the 15th of December, mm-hmm. these two guys, we started the company 1st of January 2011, <coughs> started shooting content so we could launch the sites, and then we sold U-Porn in 5th of May. But when you sold U-Porn, did you not think about riding off into the sunset? Or I mean, I don't know what kind of money you got, but I would assume it'd be uh, a hell of a lot. Yeah, I got enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like a, a major, major... Uh, partner in in Uporn, but mm. certainly enough. Um, but what I did actually come away with was nobody wanted to do the production company, so I took the production company. And this um, is where Fake Taxi started. Yeah, so this is this is where I think Fake Taxi was our eighth site. Right. Um, so we we launched uh, our first sites in September to mm. like Dane Jones, Lesbia. Um, we had casting.xxx mm-hmm. and uh, orgasms.xxx because we launched the first websites ever on .xxx. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sort of remember yeah. when that was launched to protect people. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you think <laughs> Fake Taxi caught on to sort of mainstream culture the way it has? Cause, uh, you because everybody's them- been in the back of a taxi. <laughs> so the reason that we thought that it would be a success was because we we knew from from porn looking at the sats on videos where you can actually put yourself in a situation in the video where is a normal situation mm-hmm. not like being in a bed with a, with a girl um, but something like getting in the back of a taxi everybody gets in the, mm-hmm. the back of a taxi or with you've a been stranger. in yeah with, with a stranger right. you're, you're talking etc um, and we just knew that for us it was cheap content to, to shoot right. because you just have the GoPros. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder which, which camera it was. Yeah, so we, we just have the, have the GoPro. We had a handheld um, as well. But we just knew that we had the right guy. That was one of the main things that we needed to get. The main performer had to be right because he had to be kinky, mm-hmm. um, almost like dirty. Right. Uh, needed to have the, the gift of the gab. Um, needed to have like a charisma about him and a really good performer. And he's he's pretty old now, <laughs> bless him. But he's still going strong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's... Um, life in the old dog, yeah. Yeah. So he... he we, we always know the sites that we're going to do, but we have to wait for the right person to be in uh, to be the main character so like, like, like format yeah, fake like driving, yeah, yeah fake driving school we as soon as we shot with uh, no, no. with Ryan Ryder um, because he was a professional actor he was in Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat in Scotland on TV really yeah, yeah. Jesus um, there's another Ryder who's an actor wasn't there yeah with yeah. Lorna and another one yeah, yeah. Um, Lone yeah Ranger. Um, yeah. yeah so uh, so it is the predominant your your fake? It just goes fake. This, yeah. So we it's had, a brand, doesn't it? No. Yeah, but it's funny doing, how it come about because Trump. we were. Um, <coughs> we never thought of doing fake news. Just that one. <laughs> oh yeah, we own fake news. Dot xxx. Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Have you thought we of doing were? That? Not yeah. really. I suppose that there was a because I rem- I do remember a lot of people used to talk about there being like strip news and stuff. That was quite a fad for a while. The weather girls. Yeah, there still is. Right. They, they still do. They still do that. Okay. And um, in Japan, they've got the, uh, the girls who tell the news when. Yeah. Um, 
they have like uh, men just coming up randomly yeah. the girls sitting there telling the news and then a man just steps up nuts right on her face <laughs> mid news and she's just and, and the next story and she just, just like she fucking reading. just they come just gliding down and it's just yeah. like and on the next story and the way the whole point is that they have to keep a straight face the entire time Japanese there's these Japanese yeah. fellas Shout out to them. Uh, they're into some weird shit. Mm. So yeah, yes. so, like, yeah. so you had you've got um, you got that. Yeah, and, and that's somewhat proliferated the mainstream because people have started using it as a meme as well, haven't they? Yeah, the memes have gone mental. Yeah. So I actually, uh, so we we so we sold you Paul and we started the production company. So then we we grew very very quickly as a production company because we were really lucky the first four or five sites that we launched were real huge success <clears throat> but say that we're lucky you could hardly get it wrong with the data that I come out of viewpoint with because yeah. I knew what what people wanted to watch I knew what they were clicking through um, through the content partner program. I knew what it. they were buying right um and I knew how to deliver those videos, what the videos needed to be on the tube site. So our business model was we create everything from the moment we pick the camera up. Everything has to be shot with the tube model in mind. You reverse engineered user. it. Basically. Yeah. So because I didn't want to spend money on advertising because I'd never spent money on, on advertising with YouPorn. So I didn't want to do it with, with my production company. So we... We knew the only way that we could get member, sell memberships was through the tube sites, and the tube sites are free. So you give them your your videos. So it was. I say that we're lucky that the first four or five were a major hit, but it was. We would have to be stupid to get it to get it wrong. It was essentially because you guys also knew the route in, so you would have gone on that affiliate of YouPorn. You would have done all that. Oh yeah, similar, we knew. That yeah, so thing. not only YouPorn, like Pornhub, X Hamster, um, X Videos. We X joined videos. all of them. Shout out X Videos. Yeah. Is that your favourite? One of my personal favourites. Favourite. Yeah, the guy that owns that lives in Prague. Yeah, tell, tell them I'm asking after. Why Prague? What's the thing? Because it's legal to do what we do there. Yeah. Right. It's legal to shoot. You can even shoot out in the open. That's why we do, like, public agent there. Oh, right, right. So you can have sex in public. In public. So when you set up the production company, who is the person who gets to choose the girls? Are you sort of taking time, a hands-on yeah, Lewis, role doing yeah, that? No, because... <laughs> You don't ever want me to be in control of anything his wife like that. Watching. He yeah, just blink once. She can do. watch now because we got divorced. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Well, good for you. <laughs> right. Okay. Hands on. Right. Was, yeah. Um, it was good for her. Right. Okay. So, so somebody else choose, is that a, a man? Yeah. Who so we, that? Yeah. Lewis, the guy that was in the the Portuguese right. uh, production company, um, he's he he is the head of production. Right. So everything that we release. He's responsible for. What? So, is he casting girls then? Okay. Um, not casting because you you just get the girls through. He'll find. He'll see a girl that he's seen in somebody else's video. Right. Go on to uh, on to Twitter, Instagram. Try and find them. Have a look. See what kind of character she is. See how she's done in other scenes. Mm-hmm. Have a look to see if how many videos she's been in. Then he will let Nikki at Nikki's Models know and then Nikki will just get in contact with that girl to say hey um, our company everybody knows our company in the <coughs> trade is Rooseful um, Rooseful are looking to shoot you most of the performers they know about our company because we shoot so many scenes that if we like a girl we can give her like 10 scenes so we'll fly them to Prague from wherever they are right. and they know that they could be going home with six, 7,000 euros in 10 days <coughs> and, and I guess also they'll be worked after as well in that time yeah they, of, stay, they stay on location yeah. 
we pride ourselves as being a really really nice really fun production company um not seedy the guys you get a lot of companies where the cameraman they'll they'll touch the girls they'll right. feel that they're an object that they're allowed to do we don't allow still. any of that yeah you still get companies that do that and the owners of some companies that they'll they'll feel that they're allowed to do whatever they want with the right. with the girls but they get a very bad name so the, so the classic too. story of um you have to well the casting culture like you have to earn your way into the video oh yeah we do because we have fake agent mm-hmm. and we have uh, female fake agent no but so, some people are actually practicing that as a oh yeah I've yeah. seen but that you, got you get a lot of idea. a lot of guys that they'll start a website which is like point of view right so they have the camera that's very so, hard to shoot though isn't it yeah but they don't really care right too much because they just want to get have sex with a beautiful girl that they're they're paying uh, four, five hundred, six hundred euros to film a professional scene, and the guy is actually just doing it for his own personal enjoyment. But he's created a website, right? right. And if he sells some memberships, sells some memberships. Uh, yeah. But we, or say we, Nikki is uh, with the model agency. She's very protective over her girls. So if she sees that a guy that has just got like a, a small POV website, she won't let him join Nikki's models to book any of the any of the models because she she used to be a model so she knows what goes on mm-hmm. um, so she can be very protective and has there been any sort of kickback everything in the mainstream media recently has been about guys you know inappropriately touching girls and those mm-hmm. sort of things has there been a similar thing in the porn industry um it's yeah, a different, the, slightly different industry. It's, yeah. it's slightly different industry, but you, you've got to understand the way that we run our company and uh, we really install into into our crews is that these girls uh, are professional models. Yeah, um, they're coming onto our location to do an actual job. Yeah. So they sit down. Um, they give it. If there's a script, they're given a script. They're taught. They they're told about what is going to happen. They're set uh, sat down with the hair and makeup. They're given their um, outfits that they need to wear, and we we treat them not like a, an object of what people could think that are oh, they're coming on and obviously they're selling themselves for for money. So they're prostitutes, and you can do whatever you want. I can have a field there up there. It's it, it's completely different on most. Um, production companies it's it's very 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 professional right very professional and then the as soon as the te- scene starts that's that's when the the sex happens but it certainly doesn't happen on our location with the with any of the the crew and the, the performers and after you got divorced um yeah. you said you're with nikki now who obviously got in contact with us yeah. on the show nikki used to be a model yeah she she was a, a performer what was what is it like for you as a bloke just a general bloke being with someone who's been a model before was that ever like an, an ego thing of like hey i've got a porn star or, or what, um is it just normal no now? it was i it, it's like test driving a car before you actually make the commitment to buy oh, so right. you can look online and think yeah she's pretty good at that <laughs> so, Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, see, it's I don't I don't really think about it that much um, Is it because just I don't. Now? Yeah, because I you've you've got to understand. I have seen so much porn that I don't see it as porn. Right. I see it as like good points, bad points, as yeah. like as numbers in Critic, effect. Almost a, a critical an art form in a yeah, sense. Yeah, so I can I can look at I can look at like anal video and. 
I'm looking at the different Crit- different angles. Yeah, yeah, the the lighting and like, what did the girl do? Or oh, yeah, that girl's really good. Maybe tell Lou that this girl's good. Or is that a bit boring though? Because you sort of desensitize yourself I, so absolute much. De- desensitize. So now when you come so, to actually have sex, is there any part of your brain that is almost like? I've been sitting watching this for God knows how many thousands no, because of you, hours. On, you, I don't look at look at it as as porn anymore. Yeah. Um, I just it's it's just really really weird. I just look at it. It's 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 just just my job, you know, to to look. So you you're not you don't realize that you're looking uh, at porn. Yeah. Because you're looking at, at different things, especially when you're looking at your own content. Right. That's the that's the 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 worst thing. Now, I never really give Lou any tips. So if there's something that I do see. Uh, in the video I'll, I'll like challenge him on it say hey why why did we do this right. and he'll say oh we were just trying something out blah 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 um, but I'm I'm no expert in the creation of, of porn but I've seen so much porn that I don't look at it as porn so when when I'm with Nikki it's not like uh, sometimes I see like a position you think like holy shit right. now, yeah, yeah. This. Do, you, do you think as an industry <laughs> He's no. like his honesty. No, I appreciate that, mate. Do you, do you think um, it's quite a creative industry? Because mm. a lot of people from the outside just sort of think it's a very formulaic kind of guy who's a plumber comes to a house. No, you, you were saying, yeah, you were saying earlier about uh, the beginning. <coughs> there was a lot of just amateur content. People mm. just uploading their videos. So that still goes on, but they're now professionally produced. You know, it's, uh, that's how professional some of these companies are. They're creating content that you don't even realise is not user-generated. And I guess it's a bit like YouTube in a sense that they're sort of pushing the envelope where TV can't or where mainstream porn yeah, can't. Yeah, but you, you have to... You, you have to be careful, like, pushing boundaries in, in adult because billing, because a fees are a MasterCard. If you, if you sail too close to the wind, fees are a MasterCard can say, hey, we're not prepared to uh, to bill for your website and you're ah. done and dusted you right. you lose your your license why um, because they don't want to yeah paypal you can, i think paypal you can get through a biller called epic um, right. billing okay. um, which is good it legitimizes your payment page having that paypal logo on there can you pay on bitcoin um, you can with some sites okay. we, we i started accepting bitcoin crikey about 4 years ago but just having that Bitcoin logo on my pay page, uh, my um, joins went down like 30%. Because it looks a bit more seedy. It's seedy. Looks, People yeah. are like, oh my God, if they're into Bitcoin, they're, they, they're doing child prostitution and yeah. guns. Guns, and, drugs, devil Yeah, bodies. so we yeah, took yeah. it off after, after a week. Have you been into Bitcoin? I'm heavily into crypto. Right. Heavily. Do you mind if we go down that road? No, road? definitely. Let's talk. So mm. it's something that I don't really know a lot about. We've had one guest maybe two guests on the show before yeah. I'd say Sean Atwood's definitely the kind of person that would know about Bitcoin yeah. and Steve I was Bartlett. told about it like five years ago by uh, a side the side I was told about it 20 um, <laughs> and he was telling me like you've got to buy you've got to do this right now and I was I, like I, I, I got, got money we had we had money um, and when Bitcoin was at like $400 mm-hmm. I downloaded the Coinbase app um, and tried to I bought like 300 pounds worth which mm. at the time 250 pounds worth whatever it's not it was not even one bitcoin yeah which was yeah so I was looking at this and that was my weekly limit I was allowed on Coinbase so they said apply for higher limits so I applied send them my bank statement 
which had a lot of money going through the, <laughs> as you can imagine, on the, on the bank statement for a high net worth, and they declined. Wow. And I just thought, well, balls to you. Yeah. So I, I didn't get into Bitcoin because of that. I should have pestered and should have gone into others, but I was thinking like, oh, it's not meant to be. Didn't really think much of it. But I started getting into Bitcoin heavily. Um, about three months ago, I wanted to start getting into Bitcoin, but I don't know anything about the chart. So I did an online course for a month um, to learn about the chart, uh, the charts of flags and the, the, the was it cup good? and was handles. Was it good, worthwhile yeah, it's a good, Yeah, very, very, very worthwhile. Um, so I started trading Bitcoin and other like, alternative coins about 11 days ago. And it's just seriously mm-hmm. taken over my life. And I was even considering I I had everybody was saying invest the money that you're prepared to lose Mm -hmm. so there I I put like 10 grand into into Bitcoin was that all? well it was uh, that's why I was prepared to lose but it was I wanted to put an awful lot lot more in I was even going to sell my Ferrari to put it in wow um, so that I could do with big bets because I was doing uh, test like buys and sells um, before I would commit to doing anything. So yeah, I've been in it like 10 days, full on, like 18 hours a day. So I'm twitching to go look at my portfolio right now. You're actually quite late to the party though, aren't you, in that sense? In the scheme of things, in, yeah. still very, 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 very early. Right, so if you are if it's, <clears> uh, <throat> looking to get into Bitcoin, you would it says now you can still get in and you're good. Mm. Oh yeah, it's never too late. All of my kids now want Bitcoin for Christmas. And my two, shit present, my two sons, oh, no, they've asked for Bitcoin. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I started Xbox 10 days One. ago, Joe and Harry, um, Joe's 23, Harry just turned 20 mm-hmm. uh, a couple of days ago. Um, so I gave them uh, their Christmas money and I lent them some money to fund their, their uh, Bittrex account. So they come over to Prague last weekend. So they started in earnest on Monday. And Harry, is his portfolio is already uh, 40% up. And I think Joe's is like 28% up. Wow. So it's, it's almost like a trust fund in a way. Yeah. If you put enough money, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, we're, I'm trying to teach them that you need stop losses. Because yeah. it, it, it can go to zero. Bitcoin is like $18,500 this morning. It went yeah. up from 16500 overnight. But it, it can easily go to 100000 It can easily go to zero. Right. And so at what point do you... Because uh, the, uh, the mainstream media, all the articles are basically, it's mm. gonna, that bubble's going to burst, is what yeah. they're saying. It's a bubble, it's a bubble, which any economy is a bubble. Really. I think they, they want it keeps, to... It keeps going yeah, they want it to burst. Yeah, it, it can, they're worried yeah, about it. Yeah, the, the market can correct. It had a correction last Wednesday, I think like 30%. Down. Which, <laughs> yeah. Right. But now it's... It's recovered and it's, uh, I think, 10, 15% up on what it was. And is the, it, the what's market. What's it reactive to? What, what is the. To news wow, and to, okay. to rumors. Um, a lot of stuff coming out of Korea because the, the Koreans are absolute, some of the biggest investors in cryptocurrency. Some people have made hundreds of millions out of cryptocurrency. Yeah, I, I have friends that have made tens of millions. One friend has made 120, 130 million. Wow. And these are adult guys, guys that are in the adult yeah. industry. Oh, right, okay. Mm. And that's, wow. 
And are there other there are other currencies you say? So what's the oh, yeah, there's lots of different coins. Oh, and yeah. can, are they cross tradable? Bitcoin's the just the most uh, yeah, well everything or... everything um, is based on the Bitcoin value. So you have like the Satoshi, so mm-hmm. it goes down to like one millionth of a of a Bitcoin. Right. Um, so you buy everything in the an amount of Satoshis and everything's relevant to the exact price of Bitcoin at the time. So, so Bitcoin's sort of like the US dollar in a way, yeah, or Paraguay yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and have you ever experimented with Silk Road? Have you ever been on there taking no. a look? Not as a techie, because you, you're quite a techie yourself. I'm, not, aren't you? I'm pretty non-technical, but so you we, read, we can okay. read data, right? And yeah, got like have a normally a good like gut feeling for things. Okay, so, well clearly, yeah. yeah. Um, sounds pretty fascinating, really, isn't it? The kind of uh, well, I mean, that's how I heard about it, Silk Road because um, I think it was about five, was it five, six years ago? My mate was wanting to buy DMT on there and, right. and then he was all about Bitcoin and he was telling us all of mm. he was like a scientist bloody, you know the one who thinks the earth's flat yeah so, there's some rich really really rich technical geeks out there yeah really but I tell you there, there is a hell of a lot of uh, real wealthy under 15 year olds oh, yeah. That, yeah you're yeah. on like the telegram some of the telegram groups and you know that these are kids like 13, 14, 15 year old kids just spelling yeah that are just trading in coins and some of these, they have, they must have tens of thousands. All of those dollars, kids who wasted their time with FIFA coins, and, and they could have been living real. That's yeah, some, of, some of these kids, I, their parents would not know. They're upstairs what, in the bedroom. Yeah, training. what they're what they're doing, and just how much money that they actually have. But I'm sure these kids don't see it as money. They just see it as like Bitcoin, and they they're oh, yeah. trying to grow their Bitcoin as big as possible, and they they have no value of money at yeah. that age. You, but you in, just in a don't. way, though, to have the balls to trade at that sort of level, because you have they to have not no respect money. Yes. So like we had a poker guy on who, um, how do you describe Charlie? I mean, Charlie's got. Um, He's, got a, he's, a, he's on the spectrum. He's on the spectrum. Yeah, sort of doesn't quite have the same social he's norms. He's quite a fearless great. person yeah. in that respect. And mm-hmm. he says that really helps me when I'm putting all the chips in, like because yeah. I'm not worried or as emotional as the average person. Mm-hmm. I remember there was someone who wrote a really good paper about um, how in the modern age ignorance is actually quite a really handy commodity to have, being ignorant, but to the right things. Yeah. And I think in many ways that's the case with Bitcoin. Is you have to be yeah. not <clears throat> ignorant isn't a bad word in that sense. You just have to not be fearful of those things so if you but don't, you have you know to do your them. own research you yeah know, there, there's so many groups uh, like the telegram groups and facebook groups where you get people that give you a tip they should do well give you an explanation a lot of people are going blind and that's where you get like the sharks yeah um, that's, that's they call them pump and dumps um, you've got big professional companies out there that have got hundreds of thousands of members in these groups they're saying I'll buy this coin sell it and all of a sudden it'll go up 60% and then within a few minutes it goes back right back down so you need to be in on these groups if you're going to do that but the the pump and dump the the exchanges where you need to go do this they're, they're, you're calling it pump yeah. and dump and we're not talking about pump no yeah. they're, they're, they're trying to outlaw so if they realise you're being part of the pump and dump they're just going to close your accounts which is good because there's just there's no regulation yeah. it's just it like, is like the real mental. banks essentially yeah, yeah. It just so, really is. Mental. So you're spending 18 hours a day potentially on this. Yeah. Is does the porn business just take care of itself at this well, point? Well, what, what I did, we go back to like um, going through the through the divorce. Uh, I was going through a real terrible time. Um, so this would have been two, yeah, 2014. Do you I mind guess. asking what triggered the divorce? Or 
I went on my first porn shoot mm-hmm. um, and yeah just met a girl on my first ever porn shoot what mm-hmm. are the chances yeah yeah <laughs> so but, then, and but so it didn't go down too well then no it, it didn't but <clears throat> I kind of knew I'd spent so much time away from home um, with you porn mm-hmm. uh I'd say 70% of the four and a half years that we had Upon, I was not at home. Um, and you, you just grew apart. Right. And, uh, so that was the straw. Yeah, she, she that did absolutely nothing back. wrong. Um, and I think that's why we're friends. That's why it was, it was awful for me because I felt so terrible mm. of what happened. But um, yeah, it was just not a good time. It, you, you don't really, uh, we talked about stereotypes before mm. you come on. You don't really fit the porn guy stereotype I thought the fake by the t- way. I honestly thought the fake taxi guy was going to turn up you wanted me to wear a face blur no 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 I just <laughs> thought you were going to be sort of a similar um, no, but demeanour to what people oh, no, would say do you know yeah. what I mean they sort of imagine yeah. you as like a Gold or Sullivan type do you know what I mean where it's sort of like yeah. you know <clears> but you're talking about you know the, the mistake you made or whatever mm. uh, and the guilt that you have for it it isn't what you would expect the porn king to um, yeah. to say you know oh yeah, I mean? we have we have feelings. Yeah. So. Are there a lot of porn kings sitting around the table? Um, there's, you know there's not. Yeah, we know it could, because it's it's such a small industry. So everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you know David door. Golden? Not those two because they're they're old school. They're old school. With Soho and, um, and yeah, yeah. So the the online industry is it's very 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 close. Have you got any uh, good friends sort of who we might have heard of? Like you said. Um. I guess you would have heard more of the performers. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would. There you go. Like his little eyes lit up. So, like, European performers? No, I'm mainly American. They're really? familiar. We don't, we don't shoot in America. Um, and we don't use that many... The American girls seem to have more curvy girls. I think that's why I end up on those yeah. videos right. more. So, like, Ron Jeremy. Obviously, you know I've him. heard of him, I. He absolutely despises me. Why? Really? Because of you, porn. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't like us. Have you seen one, Jeremy? I'm thought to be him. Yeah, yeah. bloody hell. Um, I wouldn't be wearing tight jeans. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So has he, has, he, has he said something to you or uh, to friends um, of yours? Yeah, I've, I've met him twice and he's just made like a beeline for mm. me. So he's a straight so, unusual And I, I just get up and just leave wherever. So he comes over to you yeah. and so says sweet. things at you, does he? Um, yeah, just joins conversation. He's right. like, oh, you're the. He's quite an aggressive guy. Yeah, nice guy though. Yeah. By all accounts, I he want does, to be his friend. Yeah. What, so why didn't he like you, Paul? Because we dedicated <coughs> the industry where he was shooting a hundred scenes a month right. to companies going out of business, only shooting fifty scenes. Surely he's made so much. Money. Anyway, yeah, because yeah. he's got his rum, the Ron Jeremy rum, yeah. and different I, I things. I find him a strange one though. Uh, if I could get a word in, um, <laughs> no, but I find him weird because I remember. He was shooting scenes very old, and mm. like he was seen as a trophy for girls to collect, almost like. Oh yeah, but he. he I did a scene with Ron Jeremy. It's almost like a. So he he would be stood at the bar or sat at the bar. He would be talking to whoever he's talking to. Girls would come along, unzip his trousers, pull his cock out. I'd like either suck his cock or just kiss his cock and put it back, and he would just carry on talking. And it was like they were paying like homage to the to the dick. king of like right. wow. performing. And they, these were obviously porn actresses. Yeah, just wanted to good to see you. Yeah, yeah, good to see. You. Thanks yeah. for coming. Yeah, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> yeah. 
That's mine. So yeah, those are the kind of play- and you've seen that happen, or yeah, you know yeah, that happens. Yeah, that, that must happens. be quite an unusual thing to watch, uh, not watch. We have seen a lot of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. you cross your arms straight away. So you definitely have seen a lot of stuff. That, so, what is the some of the weirdest or surprising things that you've seen in your time in the porn industry? Um, I don't. Not a lot that I'd want to speak about. Trans- trans- really? Yeah. The funniest thing. Uh, but he was actually paid to do it in one of the suites in Vegas. Um, they were do temp in bowling with midgets. Right. Wow. Like so in um, was, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. So they would do it. But it was built, it was on the on the flyers, like midget bowling. Right. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And then, Where do you grip them from? Are you the, well, well, yeah, just through through the belt. And right. Just okay. have the, Not the crash helmet yeah. on. Yeah. Thumb. Yeah, and the thumb yeah. and the two fingers. Um, earlier, what I found quite interesting was you said, <laughs> so slightly. Okay. You, uh, uh, Cons just shoot this head like midget bowling. Yeah. Wow. It's only because he's done there, it in there Russia. There are like lots of other there but honestly it's you wouldn't want to talk about them quite oh, believe me we would um, oh yeah I yeah, wouldn't want to talk you wouldn't about want to talk it. it's, right. it's quite sexually explicit and this is this is nothing we, we I only started going to the shows in 2008 right. in like the 2000 when it was when you say shows you mean like AVN awards yeah and stuff? AVN right. shows and like the XBiz shows and the European summits and that and so you were um, it's very calm when I started going there I and I say, was still yeah. shocked the stories I hear from like years previous where they'd spend a hundred thousand dollars on a party what kind just of legends on a freaking are there? party what sort of legends are there is it just a massive orgy or yeah lots of things going on mm-hmm. well yeah Berlusconi probably not what about um, in terms of porn shoots what mm. is the most extreme thing you've heard of on camera happening that you can't talk um, about lots of things happen with like anal lots of like disgusting dirty oh, right, things where yeah. girls haven't cleaned themselves we have one particular clip in the fake taxi oh, right, where yeah. the girl she was quite ill <clears throat> from the bottom end oh so, yeah oh, all went everywhere yeah, yeah. three valets it took. <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah so you have to be careful we were out to, to dinner uh, me Nikki and uh, a couple of like performers um, the other night and we're saying to go, oh, I had to like take some wine. She said, oh no, I, I can't. I've I've got an anal scene tomorrow, and the last time that I drank wine, um, and shot anal the following day, she said I just shit everywhere. Yeah, and you're like, oh okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's mad that they have to, you know. When, have to be for, when yeah, I do a podcast, it's just like I mean, I'm getting called True Geordie. Well, it's like in pod. This is definitely not like in podcasting. Because I can't relate this to podcasting at all. Well, you can. You won't drink a lot of coffee before a podcast because, you know... I piss a lot. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Mm. Earlier, what I found quite interesting is you were talking about... You You obviously don't do a lot of interviews. Mm. And that's why we were kind of surprised, first of all, that we get an interview. Because we've always spoken about doing... Well, i tell you what, Rosie. <coughs> I did realise that Nikki reached out to you, but yeah. we are friends um, over in Spain. Right. Uh, Rosie and Ben. We've got Ben's, a Yeah, Ben's been following you since she was on like 5,000... Uh, followers mm-hmm. a big shout out to Rosie shout out to Rosie as well yeah she's an editor isn't she yeah um, she is she's very good of um, porn, one of the porn sites as well who follows yeah. us yeah yeah so she uh, she works for the guy that owns Porntube Fortube Blacked Tushy and Vixen they're um, big ones by the way Blacked. yeah Blacked is 
probably the best porn site you're ever going to see. What? High quality. High oh, quality. I've seen them before. The HD, in, mate. <clears throat> Ultra the interracial HD. niche. Blacked. Where we spend... You just got blacked. <laughs> yeah, where we spend... <laughs> Two, three thousand on a scene. He spends fifteen, twenty thousand like on a movie, scene. Almost. Oh my god! So put it this way: like for example, the, the one I seen was better quality than most BBC shows. <laughs> like, right, it, was, it was like Steven Spielberg. No, like just it, it looked very off um, into Blue Planet to another level. No, it, it, it looked high quality, mate. Like a fair play. And you're, you're not going to get any better. It, 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 put it this way. It looked higher quality than the kickoff. <laughs> Do you know and what I mean? That's tricky. That's shocking. Do you know what I mean? Clearly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the girls are really good looking on that yeah, site so, as yeah. well. So, so she works for that company. Um, but I actually, when, when we sold YouPorn, we started the production company, I was like really bored. Plus I knew I was going to be going through the divorce. So I needed to do something to get out the house. So I actually took Most a, people get a dog. Yeah. So the guys at <laughs> the registry at .xxx, um, they were going through a real bad problem of the industry hating them. Right. Didn't want .xxx. So the guy that owned the registry reached out to me and said, hey, you turned you porn from people wanting to kill you to people loving you. Can you come and try and do the same job with .xxx? Uh, I went to Florida for six months. Um, and we did, we had uh, quite a lot of success with getting .xxx because everybody trusted me as a U-Born guy because we didn't do anything wrong to anybody and we, we turned everything around that everybody trusted us and loved us in the end. Um, so it was a bit of a harder job with .xxx but we had some success and then my friend um, that I'd known for ages, only a young guy, um, he owned Porntube and Fortube. He wanted to build... Uh, content partner program so he reached out to me and said hey can you come and help us with the content partner program so I went yeah of course I can on the condition that I move down to uh, Spain because that's where his offices were I'll come, come down there Monday to Friday go home at weekends so it suited me perfectly um, so that's what we did we built him his content partner program which uh, really did his, his websites good but at the same time he could see what I was doing with my production companies and how well they were doing so we we would talk a long time saying hey you should get into production anyway he, he got into production and he has one of the best production companies out there wow. uh, he has done really good yeah. really good so have you got any um, plans for where you want to take this company well <clears throat> so I was going through the divorce mm-hmm I also, I come up with this uh, concept because you, you need to remember we started YouPorn, went right round, we sold YouPorn, <coughs> started a production company mm-hmm. to utilize the whole of the, the, the free porn sites that, that were out there, the free tube sites. Um, I'd worked out a way that I could disrupt an industry or a segment of the industry that we helped create, mm-hmm. like the tube sites. I, I worked out a mechanism that could cripple them. Right. So we started building this. It was called. Um, it was there was three or four different parts of the of the project. The first one was called Cloud.xxx, where people would upload, producers would upload their content to us, because we we used to spend a lot of time watermarking all the different videos, rendering the different videos into twenty different formats. So it worked on every phone, on every browser, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I had to build this. Um, 
this protocol and this technology for my own company. Um, but I realized that if I could get everybody's content of people that <clears throat> trust me because I've earned them millions and millions and millions of dollars like collectively through the content partner program through YouPorn, had the complete trust. So I knew that I could create an alliance so that we could then fight against the tube sites who we were all feeding from, who we... We sold YouPorn to a big company at the time. It was called uh, Manwin, um, since changed to, to MindGeek. Mm-hmm. Manwin wanted to buy my production company, really useful. But mm-hmm. I would never sell it to them because I had a roadmap of all of the new sites that we were shooting. I couldn't possibly shoot and launch new sites quicker. But I knew that they would be a huge success. And we just launched Fake Taxi. We first come on their radar. I'd already sold one company to them. They come and said, we want to buy your company. And say, well, you're not going to give me the money that I want for it because I know how big this company is going to be. So come back in a year, come back in two years. I'm not in a rush. So they kept coming back, coming back, coming back. So I knew I was going to go through a terrible time with this divorce. I needed to do something with, with my company, but I didn't want to sell it because we still had a roadmap of really good websites that we wanted to do. Plus, at this time, um, I knew that I could create different verticals off of really useful, like different companies. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was going to create a model agency, and I knew the model agency that I would create would be the best model agency and be the biggest because I can get the best girls to sign for this new model agency because I can give them so many scenes because I'm shooting so many scenes. So I I went over to Barcelona. I set a, a company up in Barcelona to do cloud and to create this alliance that all of the production companies that all trusted me would join this alliance. Collectively, we had a massive voice against the tube sites that wouldn't listen to us individually. So we had no case um, against them. So strategically, <clears throat> I leaked a document via a friend that I knew was going to give it to MindGeek um, that showed them the, the roadmap that I had planned for cloud and how I was going to uh, destabilize the free tube industry, which is worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of, of dollars. Mm-hmm. That... So I leaked that to him in August. They reached out in September um, 2014 mm-hmm. and, and said, hey, can you come and meet us in Amsterdam at the, the show that's on in Amsterdam? So I said, yeah, I'll come and meet you. What, what do you want to meet about? And they said, oh, we just want to talk to you about the content partner program. Oh, okay. I kind of knew that they were going to approach me to buy the company again. So I sat down. I made it very clear, and it, they, they did want to buy the company made it very clear I didn't want to sell it but I would lease them the company which means we carry on producing all of the content they just run the websites because they have hundreds of thousands of members so just slotting our stuff in there which is they own all of the tube sites they own YouPorn Pornhub Tube 8 um, Red Tube. Tube they own, a good one. Yeah, off. they own Brazzers, Mofos, Digital Playground. They own Brazzers. Yeah, they? they own everything. They're like a billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. Um, so they bought YouPorn from us. So we're very good friends with all of them. Very good friends with the people that run the tube sites because we were the best channels on the tube site. <clears throat> um, so I knew with the divorce coming up, I needed to do something with my company because I couldn't concentrate. I was the only one that 
generated the revenue mm. in the company. And I can <coughs> see that my revenue is going down. I started to not give a shit um, about it, which was criminal, but I started not giving a shit about not giving a shit. You know, it was, I started going down in a, like, in a spiral like that, without, yeah. without n- not even knowing it, mm. you know. Um, so we, uh, I met them in Amsterdam. So they said, oh, come on, this, this. I said, I'll lease you my, my websites, content management, uh, uh, domain management deal. So we, we struck up a deal. 5th of December 2014, we signed the deal. It was the, their big, um, they have like over a thousand employees. It was their big Christmas thing over in Montreal. So we were there. So we were announced on stage that they'd just taken over. They just signed the deal to take over. They call us Fake Taxi, even though we had like 22 other websites. They, everyone refers to us as, as Fake Taxi. Yeah. So Brian doesn't Yeah. Know. So we, me and Lewis were up on stage and everybody was really cheering, whistling, because they knew that they'd, they'd got some of the, the best brands in the adult to join the Mind Geek family. So... For us, it was Family. perfect. Yeah, so we, we now sit back, we create all of the content, and we sit back with the profit that I was earning um, the previous, like, 12 months. We get, it's called a minimum guarantee. So yeah. everything's perfect. So in that time, they've had it three years. Uh, the end of this month is, is three years. They've quadrupled the amount of members um, that I had, and I thought I had a lot of members so they're they're doing amazingly and we have full creative control over the over the content so three years ago i went from 16 hour days running the the porn company running radio sword to zero doing absolutely nothing doing 30 minutes a month issuing invoices for the production invoice and paying the staff and i thought to myself this is going to because Nikki was pregnant uh-huh. at the time. So this is just going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Unbeknown to me, it was a terrible time mentally. I, like, it just turned me as a person. You know, because you've been full to, on for your whole yeah, life. Yeah, I had nothing to think about. Yeah. You know, I had nothing to think about. So I, I found I started becoming jealous. Never been jealous. I'm always like a confident person. You know, always like a good husband and since like good boyfriend mm-hmm. consider myself really really good dad um and i just i had everything you know one of the world's biggest production companies certainly the biggest production company in in europe we'd had you porn for christ's sake um everybody knew who i was that i wanted to know i'd walk down canterbury and harry's friends joe's friends or i'd get like kids Teenagers, even like twenty-year-olds, shouting out "you porn," mm-hmm. and I would like turn around and just like just wave. Like we have the, my Lamborghini had "you porn" like all down the side, and we're getting the <laughs> since sold that, but the Ferrari we're getting that wrapped in fake taxis, so it's mm-hmm. going to be like black instead of <laughs> white. Be because I just just <clears throat> love it. Everywhere I go, everywhere in Prague, I go all the restaurants we go to, the bars. Everybody knows like who who we are, and everybody accepts it. Right? Yeah, it's it's, it's just it's it's great loved it but I could sense something in my brain wasn't wasn't right and I was thinking and I was thinking it's a divorce um, divorce was people every, always say divorce was terrible divorce was bad because it's it's an emotional roller coaster um, but the poor girl she hadn't done anything wrong I'd been with her for 
flipping years we'd been married a long time we had five kids mm. um and she 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 didn't do anything wrong ever didn't have a credit card didn't spend money <coughs> just saved everything for the kids didn't have any brand name stuff let me go and do you porn let me do everything and her reward was i'm leaving you right you know it was just she'd let it be like that, so, relative. Yeah, yeah worked ever so hard mm. Work, worked really really hard but the moment that i'd made a success in my life and you i was like dell boy always saying yeah this time next year we're gonna be millionaires you porn come along and this time next year it arrived mm-hmm. you know and yeah and i i left her but but what you're saying now is it wasn't a divorce that was sending you down it was the fact that you'd been yeah i thought it was a, was yeah. a divorce but i didn't realize that um that i was spiraling into depression and to, because I was thinking, you, you can't be depressed. I would think about it, look in the mirrors and think, oh, I'd sit there for like 20 minutes just staring, staring at nothing and thinking of absolutely nothing. And they're thinking like, bloody hell, I could be driving my car. And it, it would happen. And just think nothing and think, gosh, this can't happen to you. You're JT or the U-Porn guy. You've got this big production. You're doing so successful. You, you've got really lovely kids. You can't be that. I couldn't even let Nikki go down the go down the shop it was like really weird well you were you would you wouldn't yeah, want to really, leave you yeah just because i became very dependent on her you know and oh. she was working so hard with the agency and i was thinking okay i've done this deal now mm-hmm. um not only did they did they buy you porn from us but that project that i was telling you about cloud um, they actually bought that from me so that they could rip it up and throw it away so that I would not launch that. And we did the deal for them to take over my production company. So I still own the production company. Me and Lewis still own the production company. Um, but we just produce content and I don't have anything to do with the content. Right. So I do literally nothing. Did you do a bit of a JLB there on Peep Show? Have you ever heard of this where... Uh, basically, um, Corrigan agrees that he's going to unite everyone against JLB, and then all of a sudden he gets offered <coughs> a check, and he goes, uh, "I don't right, even maybe yeah. not." Okay, but I'd only I'd only spoken to five people about right. doing this. Alliance. So you hadn't pr- promised a lot of people then. No, plus, yes. Mm. Um, it sounds a little bit. Forgive us for interrupting you, mate. It sounds a little bit like you're the guy who works all his life to get everything. And, and it's this, this obsessive, like, I, I want to be this person. And then you got there one day and you're like, all right, I'm here now. What do I fucking do? Uh, yeah, I got there. I needed, I didn't need to do this third deal with, with Mike because I would have loved to have gone through and done Cloud and seen Cloud through the four different mechanics it had to go through to get to the disruptive technology that I needed to need it to be at and to create this alliance it would have crippled the the tube sites um did you never worry that someone else would do that though no because you it's only the run in a big tube site i don't think anybody would realize that you can do it but you also need to own a the, a ton of the best content right okay. to be able to do so it. so you have to be in a powerful position yes yeah, so i was in a powerful position right. because 80 percent of my uh, videos are the in the top uh, top 
2% of most viewed highest rated videos on the tube sites. Right. So I'm in a very, very powerful position. Everybody else knows that. The tube sites know that. The content producers, they, they know that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're a good person to unite with. Yeah, so the, they wanted to do that. But in my mind, I needed to do something to make MindGeek either come through and pay me a shitload of money for the, for the company or that they would let me do the, the lease in them, yeah. right. the, the company. Okay. So you're at this point now where... You're in that downward spiral. Yeah, so I was in this, this downward spiral. Nikki was like, get a job. Just go do something. I was speaking to my <coughs> uh, new porn partner, and he was saying, just go volunteer. Just just go to, like, a startup factory. Go find somewhere in Prague where you can go and just help people. Don't ask for anything. You don't need anything. Just just reach out to people. Does anybody need any help with anything? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm under a real severe non-compete contact, uh, contract, so I can't help anybody in adult with their adult company. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have the confidence to go and help someone in mainstream because I only know adult. And what happens if it doesn't work in mainstream? I'm going to look all right, Pratt, if if it doesn't work out. So that knocked my confidence. That I didn't know what the hell... I would have said, get us a sponsorship deal. (laughs) 20% is yours. So we... So yeah, I didn't realise, but I just spiralled into like, into like real depression. Um, And it's, it's just weird. It can affect different people different ways and I just thought I was really really strong mm. so yeah and it just all come to a head last yeah a few months ago in September really that wow. I just realised that I needed to get help you said is this when you said you stopped drinking and smoking and yeah. stuff yeah is that I wasn't that? drinking heavily yeah. um, leading up to the meltdown um, that was a couple of weeks before I yeah. left Nikki um, and yeah, so it was just. And now he's about to go. Oh yeah, we yeah we. I think we finished about twenty times in about a month. <laughs> um, and that was down to your re- spiral. Yeah, but, uh, but Nikki, she could see what was what was happening with me, mm-hmm. um, and it's saying like, "You need to go get help." I was saying like, "Yeah, of course you think that I'm mental. Yeah. You want me to go get help." And I, but I could see that she generally like loved me and wanted to be with me, wanted to carry on making the the family mm-hmm. and and yeah, so I went and got help and good for you, mate. Oh, yeah. Sort of just counselling and talking to people and yeah, counselling. Yeah. It was really weird because I obviously I live over in Prague and have done for quite a few years, so I just Google counsellors. Um, or psychiatrist mm-hmm. uh, English speaking found one phoned them and went there I didn't realise there were different types of counsellors so yeah. this particular one that I went to was just one that you voice everything to they don't give you any advice but I didn't know this so I booked an hour with her I think I'm going to need more than an hour so I sat down with her she, had a, she said okay so tell me what, what's wrong so I started talking and like Next thing I realised, she's looked at what she went, okay, your hour's up. And I'm like, fuck, I've just told you everything. Um, you, so I've opened this really big wound. You're going to need to give me some advice because I need to like, I, yeah, I need yeah. to close that. And she said, would you like to come next week? So I went... Well, she definitely English speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just sitting there going, I've got no yeah. fucking idea what you're talking about. But you never shut up this yeah. time. Yeah. And she, uh, so I said, yeah, come, 
come back now. So, so uh-huh. I went out and I, I drove there in my Ferrari. I should have got a taxi. Didn't think of it. I thought I was going to go there. I'm going to be all better and everything's really good. Yeah. I sat in my car, in the, in the Ferrari, just sat there, didn't put the keys in the car and just, I was just staring at a tree for like 30 minutes. Nikki was like, how are you getting on? What's happening? What, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. I'm looking at the message, just like, just staring, thinking... I shouldn't really drive home, mm. you know, because I'm, I'm not in my body, you know. It's, yeah, you're it's not really, present. Yeah, I, I mm. drove home. Um, I don't know how I got home, got in, and I stood on the, like, next to the, the island in the kitchen, just there, just looking out the window for about two hours. And Nikki was, like, with Lily, our little baby, and she was just, like, like... Do do what you want to do, and I was just like staying for two hours, and then just burst into tears. And she's like, "What is wrong?" And I said, "Do you know what? I just think I've just done the the world's worst thing. I've just told this woman that I don't know. I've told her absolutely everything, and I just feel like so vulnerable." So she got online, found another psychiatrist for me to go see, like uh, did an emergency appointment. So, drove me down there like two hours later sat with this guy for like three and a half hours come out there like half past 11 at night felt completely new person he was drawing things and um so he he sort of mapped out everything yeah so i went and see him like uh, a couple of days later and then like a week later and they give me like tablets to um stabilize uh uh, like what is wrong in Beta there? Beta blocker kind of things. Just um, calm me down. Yeah, they're for the serotonins right. because that, that was really low from where I was drinking. Um, right. That was coming really low, but it was over a period of time. But we went back to when I was like ten years old. Things that happened. Mm. And one of the recent big things, obviously, mum passing away. All right. Um, never grieved for for mum. Never even cried at the like the the cremation. And do you think why now? Don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's lots of things. But go back to three. It was about four years ago. It was the first time that I'd ever bought a really nice car. Bought a Ferrari, right? Four five eight Speciali, brand new. So my it's uncle, beautiful. yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. In red, yes, right. yeah. So my uncle, that I'd considered to be like my dad, my whole life. Right. <clears throat> Put on Facebook, bought this car, waiting for the deliveries, like week delivery. He hit me up, crying on the telephone. Joe, because he called me Joe, Joe, I'm going to lose the farm. Lived like on a big farm. People lived in caravans around the, the farm. Going to lose the farm. Um, mortgage company uh, calling in. The, I've been making my mortgage. So I was like, shit. And he said, uh, I need 50,000. So I was like, thinking, he's never going to rip me off. And I went, I can get the money, but I just spent all of my money on this freaking car. Mm. So I needed to go borrow the money. I said, I can get the money, but it's whatever the interest is going to cost, you need to pay this this money back. And how quickly can you pay me back? And he said, I've definitely got money coming in two months to pay you back. Mm. So, okay, so I went and borrowed this money. They wanted $10,000 to lend me $50,000. And he needed the equivalent of $50,000. So I sent it to him. I called him four days later. So I said, like, you definitely can pay this money. He said, oh, I've got some bad news. Uh, I've been let down on that too. I'm not going to be able to pay you back. 
And I just went, oh, okay. But that had one of the biggest effects on me mentally. Um, through, like, that made me stop trusting everybody. Mm. You know, and he still has the closest person in, like, in my life. You know, I used to fly him over to Prague once a month. We used to, he never used to pay for anything. He used to give him money. He used to send him money to his, his account. Did that yeah, stop? What did, you, what did you do after that? With, with never him? talked to him. Is that Again. the end? Do you, do you cut people out? Or you, yeah. For me and Lawrence, for example, Lawrence is very forgiving and I'm quite cutthroat. I'm not. Not forgiving, mm. sir. I, uh, yeah, I haven't spoke to him. I'm he, yeah, it's not a grudge sort of thing. It's just you've done something bad. Just can't, yeah, just can't believe that he would do it to me. And But that was the catalyst for my depression yeah. and for losing trust in absolutely everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But you let down that much is going to yeah. you. It's the only person I kept trust with was Lewis, mm-hmm. my business partner, mm-hmm. that is in control of the, all of the production. Because what about he, Nikki? Yeah, Nikki, I lost trust really? with, uh, with Nikki. The fact that you went all the way back in your life with when every, you were And I started turning into being a right arsehole. Really? Too. Yeah, because when you lose trust, I think it's something that a lot of people don't You just say everybody's out yeah. to... Out and you lash out a lot as well. Yeah. It become very, very quiet, almost like a hermit. You don't want to go out. Because you don't want to trust me, but you're thinking like, yeah, we go out, don't mind spending two grand on champagne. But now you're thinking, these arseholes are only here because I'm spending two right. grand on mm-hmm. champagne, where they've been your friends through everything, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not their fault that they can't buy the champagne, and they're not asking you to buy the champagne. Yeah. But my mentality changed, you know. It was, because the one person or one of the few people who you trusted for so long yeah, has since, done that to you. See, my earliest memories were... So you sort of had to work that through, work that out. Work work that out. Yeah, since September, it's it's been pretty, pretty good. So it was really understanding the way that you think and maybe reprogramming that in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which must. What what also helped me was Nikki. So September to October, she said you need to go do something. Yeah. Um, So I decided that I wanted to get into cryptocurrency. So October, I found the online course. I did the online course so I could understand the the graphs, did some practice trades, then started like 10 days ago. So now I'm doing cryptocurrency like 18 hours a day. So all of a sudden I've gone from doing nothing, like 30 minutes a month, to 18 hours a day. Nick is actually hating it because I'm not showing her any attention uh, because crypto is my new girlfriend. Um, Are you one of these guys though? You're someone who needs... Something to yeah, obsess over. Very about. compulsive. You're a, um, oh. I yeah, did, you I did notice you remember dates very easily. Yeah. Like all of your dates. I, I can't remember. Dates, not with all of the girls, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there, there's some people out there. I feel like I'm one of those who I uh, I need a sort of whirlwind lifestyle where I'm constantly doing something like all day. Or like, mm. although I just. Okay. I, 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 I was literally sat at the table like that. Nikki would be there on her laptop. I was watching Nikki working. And I do funny little like Instagram videos. Say, hey, Nikki, what are you doing? She, she would just look up and go like, I'm making money, honey. Mm-hmm. And she, she is. She's making a ton of money mm-hmm. um, with her agency. So it's, I was disturbing her work. And she was like, you've got to do something. You've got to do something. I said, you just want to get rid of me out of the house. And then yes. that would start the cogs. You'd get a tiny little cog that a text would come in at like 20 past 10 at night, thinking, who the fuck is texting her? Every single night she would get a text. I didn't realise, but every time I set the alarm, she would get a text notification to say the alarm's been set on the house. I didn't know. So I was thinking like, her boyfriend's texting her, good night. 
And then I would be laying in bed thinking, do you, do you feel quite fragile at the moment? Or then? Not, not at the moment. I feel very, very, very happy mm-hmm. now. September, um, leading up to September, yes. Mm-hmm. Because for me, the, the meltdown that I had in September, my two eldest kids were there, mm-hmm. Joe and Megan. So that wasn't good for them to see. Oh, but were they in the room with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they was in the house, so mm-hmm. they knew exactly what, what was, going on. was going on. And was that quite uh, an outburst in a way? Uh, yeah, yeah, quite graphic. And so for them, uh, that I suppose seeing your dad go through that, there's see, something yeah, you almost you, need you to see that at the right time. You want to see your dad go through it, but at the same time, you, you would, you'd need to know the, yeah. the, the graphic details. I'm glad that it was the older kids. I wish they weren't there, but I'm glad it was the older ones and not the younger ones, um, because they can they need to adjust, and they they need to adjust to the situation, to the the issues and the problems that, that I have. Because these these problems, yeah, I feel great now, but these problems that were identified in September are going to be there for the rest of my life. You don't right. all of a sudden become better yeah. if you if you've got like a. Uh, mental disorder it's going to be there with you all the time yeah my, my dad's got bipolar disorder and it's something that was quite weird when, mm. when he had his sort of uh, I remember I wasn't seeing him at the time when I was a, when I was a kid but he posted a letter through me door mm. and uh, he, he he thought he was stumbling on some sort of scientific formula and that he, right. you know he was having a breakdown basically yeah. at the time or whatever you want to call it an episode and uh, and I remember reading this um I mean, mom sort of explained to us, all right, your dad's not very well at the moment and, mm. and this is all going to be sorted out in time, but right now, you know, um, this is what's happening. And uh, and now, even now he says things and he, I'm sort of aware of his illness is always mm. going to be there. Um, but I, because he's getting the right help and he's, and he's well looked after, yeah. you are less and less aware of it and you're able to just say, it's just dad. It's just yeah. dad being dad, do you know yeah. what I mean? But you're not uh, you're not diagnosed with anything. No, yes, it's just exactly. the, the 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 good guy that I went to see after the woman that just drew things in a book. It's a technique. Um, he just said like your serotonin levels are really mm-hmm. really down because we had to do things from when the earliest memory I had right up where I was the highest, like with you porn, and then with a the divorce down here and blah blah blah. Um, and I had to show him on the graph where I was. It, and I think it's just pretty standard stuff that mm-hmm. he was doing, but he was listening to absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he drew uh, this boat on the water where you had like two little islands coming out and you're in the boat and you can go around them because they're little issues. Those islands are problems. But when your serotonin levels are down, you then see the bigger picture. You've got the like the base of the, the the islands or the the icebergs and everything that used to be a tiny little problem is an absolute mountain that you can't get round mm-hmm. um, and it just made absolute complete sense and it was just like someone just a weight off the shoulder to say hey look you're not you're not crazy mm-hmm. you're not gonna keep going like downhill because uh, at that point I was just thinking this is just gonna get worse I'm gonna end up killing myself yeah. and like what are the kids gonna do then um, yeah it's just really weird and really so, weird. but it's really once I spoke about it because Nikki had spoken to my ex-wife because we're we're all like I'm good friends with my ex-wife because we got the five kids together. Nikki reached out to her um, 
because she just really didn't know what to do. So she was really, really good with, with Nikki. So they were texting each other. Because, um, because they both care. Yeah. Not because, not particularly because I'm a nice guy, but well, I have so many children. They've got life around you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, quite if, central to them. and they, they kind of rely on, on me purely, purely from a financial perspective oh, the kids rely on me on a, on a uh, financial perspective they yeah. need me to be saving as much money and to invest in as much money and making as much money because there's only so many cars you can have there's, we don't live in a particularly big house because we don't need a really big house right. um, but That's I do love to approach uh, that because obviously some other people with the amount of money that you might have oh, yeah, would be but, like yeah but live in a massive house yeah it's I've, I've never used to have uh, like a lot of money um, but it's always lived in a nice house uh, and Nikki she bought this house um, as an investment we were going to then buy some land and build a house in Prague uh, and take like a three years over it <coughs> I was going to pay for it Brand over three style. years yeah. yeah then we had a uh, an armed robbery in our house Christ. in Prague. Talk about trust. But luckily, we weren't home. Um, so they and they come and took our great big safe out of it was a hidden safe in our bedroom. We come home and there was just police everywhere. And there's a hole in the in the wall. They'd taken the safe. There was nothing in the safe. Everything was in the tiny little safe in the office downstairs. Go nothing get in that. the yeah. Yeah. But. The fact that somebody had been in our house. So Nikki had already bought this house for an investment and we was like, shit, let's move into that house. So that's that's where we live now. We have, uh, everybody knows it as a satellite dish house because it's on quite a main road. And for me to get sky and everything, I have to have like a 3.2 meter satellite dish. Yeah. I mean, you don't get Sky, but no, if you wanted to, not, if I could, the truth is, he's just yes. sending porn videos to the spacecraft. Yeah, 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 for all the yeah, American, we're out the, the, uh, the American airport. So they're cracking one out. One thing that I do find quite interesting was you speaking before we got into this. I know mm. we're sort of tight on time. Are we all right? Twenty minutes for okay. five. One thing that I did. You find mean we've been an hour already? Yeah. Two hours. Wow. Two hours. Bloody hell. Mm. One thing that I did find quite interesting was mm. you were talking about previous interviews you'd done, mm. and obviously you've not done a lot. Um, understandably because I imagine you're quite a press target in a way mm. sort of pin it on him he's the bad guy in this one yeah. uh, about uh, and you've been on Canal Plus I think it was a, a French channel yeah. where they tried to pin something on you yeah, so they, with another guy who sort of took the moral high ground against porn if you like yeah. or what he considered <laughs> the moral high ground Yeah, is that something you've ever have you ever gotten into that rabbit hole of the morality of porn and all that side um, yeah you tend to when people reach out for, for an interview, um, just say, okay, give me, send me the questions you want to right. ask, or I'll send you a list of questions that I'm going to allow you to ask mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, just so that you're in complete control of everything. Yeah. So it was, it's only because what Rosie was saying about you guys that just go there, have fun, just speak about what you want to speak about. They're yeah. not going to push you for anything. And she, she just said, it's, if you're going to do this once, the do it with these guys so yeah Rosie I really and appreciate big Rosie. fans Rosie's an yeah. absolute darling yeah. Yeah. yeah so she she made my mind up that um, 
I wasn't in a particular rush to do it. I didn't really care if I never spoke about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so Glad yeah, it's just time and it, everything aligned and, and I'm here. But, but do, you, do you get, do you get, do you get challenged often by people who are sort of like it's anti-feminist or it's anti this no, or anti that? No, not not especially not in Prague, mm-hmm. um, right. because it's there's it's just accepted yeah. over there. You know, it, it's uh, it's just a good thing. Um, and you don't seem to be one of those bad guys in that sense. There no, do seem we, to be we, we, who we have the... just such a good good reputation. Yeah, um, from from the Uporn days, mm-hmm. we have a good reputation for being like a solid company mm-hmm. that everybody wants to shoot for us because the girls know they're going to be looked after. Mm-hmm. We give them food, we give them lunch. If they're they're shooting late, they all get dinner. Um, they're just really pampered. Um, but as a as a production company, every single Lewis is so good at production because every single piece of content that we put out, everybody that uh, works for us in the in the editing side and the, the production side, every single bit of work that they do has to be the best representation of the brand that they're shooting for. Mm-hmm. And if you can install that into every single member of staff, then everything you do is going to be great. And everybody shares in, in, in the rewards too, you know, so it's we we pay more money than anybody else for editing, for the for the film crew. Um, because we, we because we can, you know. So something you take pride in. Yeah. Okay. But Lewis Lewis has installed that into all of the all of the stuff. It has to be the best representation of the brand. Even if it's just a one minute trailer we put out, it has to be the best. Yeah. I mean, yeah, similar attitudes, mate. I appreciate that. I, no, I actually and respect. Getting fucked on set. <laughs> I, I respect people who um, who actually take pride in their work. Mm. Um, I was just wondering, in the industry, when Hugh Hefner died, mm. what was it like for everyone? Because he's sort of seen as one of the gods of porn, but he will always be. Mm-hmm. Um, Is he someone you looked up to? admired right and totally respected mm-hmm. um, because of what he actually did he took us completely mainstream mm-hmm. you know so um, a forefather in a sense for you uh, yeah it's just it's one of the most recognisable if not the most recognisable brand mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. let alone just in in adult yeah um, yeah just uh, just really admired what what he did mm-hmm. company went through some terrible times yeah, yeah. it's struggling but don't it, and it's peak <clears throat> number one by oh mile, my god it? yeah but his playboy yeah. was just you'd see kids with playboy pencils oh, at yeah, school yeah. on their yeah. pencil case it was just it was a brand that was in effect a porn brand but wasn't a porn brand and it was a mainstream brand and yeah. wasn't and it was just the most cleverest thing ever bunny with these two little ears it didn't really adapt though did it no, but I think he'd made his money at that point. He didn't really care. Um, he was getting to an age where he really, really. The fire burns uh, less as you get older. Yeah. Isn't you? He'd he'd reached a pinnacle, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I've got many more questions. Have you got much more? To say? I'm just I'm, I'm just been really fascinated by the story you told, and I'm really grateful you come on and been so yeah. sort of open. Yeah, well, we appreciate that. Mate. Come on, because it's Welcome. um it's not very often you get to speak to someone in the I'm industry. I was a little bit more open than what I thought I was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, apparently I've got quite a knack for that. So right. but I think yeah, but, it just feels like once you've opened the tap, it's yeah the whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that's something that a lot of people. Credit. I think right. that's something a lot of people appreciate because actually the story you've told is actually I think quite an empowering story that you know um, you've, you've built something based on not just you saw an opportunity and decided to just go and 
you know, going to oh, yeah, the industry. And I think what, what people need to take out this is it's you can have so many failures it doesn't matter just keep keep going mm. because you're you're destined to do something no matter what what that is but you have to believe in people you have to like trust people mm. and you have to like believe and trust yourself and mm-hmm. believe in what you're trying to do but you if you need to have people around you you need to have the best people around you mm. but yeah. i don't micromanage anything so everybody we've ever employed for the role that they need to do they just get on and do that role I don't want to be making decisions for them because they're not going to intentionally make a bad decision to cost you money or to be detrimental to the company how have you found those people because that that's something we've had to consider more recently through people that you already employ right Um, because I think it's uh, Google hire in that way so the Google employees if a job comes up they say oh he would be really good now they're responsible for that person so the editors who are really important in in our company um, they were all recommendations from other editors that we have so they bring them under their wing they they say right you need to do this a very smart way of bringing I mean moving forward we're not like a recruitment company and it's, it's it's very hard to recruit people I remember we got one of our editors I found him on Twitter and he was um XXX editor thinking like wow he's editing like really really good content for English uh English girls um so I reached out to him and said, hey, uh, like, we're looking for a new editor. Would you be interested? Blah, blah, blah. And went, yeah, okay. So I said, uh, speak with Lou. Um, he'll send over some content to you. Edit that. Send it back. We'll see what it's like. And he did a really, really good job. So we said, okay. We, so we offered him a full-time job. And then went, hey, where do you live? And he went, oh, in Canterbury. So it's like 15 miles away. Mm. And I went, oh, bloody hell. I thought you was like America or like wherever you were. And it ended up that he was... He was friends with one of my friends. It's yeah. just a really, really small world. Yeah. So. But it is hard to recruit people for the porn industry because they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to touch porn. Yeah. They say, well, I pay a little bit more money than you get mainstream. <laughs> Funny that, porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny yeah, we had one of our really good He's editors. Good editor. I've just put that yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a lot to edit right yeah, now. So had, I, know I could learn. Yeah, one of our original guys, Chris, um, editors, he... He had to stop working for us um, in June. No, I, yeah, around about mm-hmm. June, I think it was. He had to stop because his girlfriend just couldn't take it anymore. Right. Of him well, editing Naked. And he'd worked he for us for like four years. Getting... Yeah. And he was like, guys, I've got to leave. And I'm like, no. Well, he was like, well, our first employee. Wow. Yeah, and he said, I'm sorry. I want to continue, but I can't. It must be interesting because you've spent the majority of your life in this industry Whereas actually other people dip in, dip out of the industry. Yeah, so 11 years, so I'm, what, 47, 46? Your so longest career to this point, really. Yeah, I was a dog breeder before. That was my <laughs> stable income. Shag, though, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. I know. I used to, I used to have a Mastiff uh, stud dog. <laughs> yeah. a Mastiff stud dog that was huge, that was very lazy. Mm-hmm. So every time they would bring bitches to the house, he was like, oh, I'd look and think, oh my God, don't do this to me. I can't be bothered. So I'd have to lift him up and help him out a little bit. And yeah. my uncle come up, the one that didn't pay me back the money, he come up once and he was like, are you wanking a dog off? And I'd be like, I'm helping the yeah. freaking dog because there's five hundred pounds I'm going to get. It's like it's similar <laughs> to that Ron Jeremy scenario you were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Pay homage. Mm. Yeah. Pay homage to the <laughs> He's a prolific shag at that dog. Oh my mm. god. Well, 
I don't think that's how you want to be remembered, but I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you my final question that I yeah. like to ask everyone. Yeah. How would you like to be remembered? Um, is it the you porn guy. Is that enough for you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as a business, mm-hmm. but like be, be on a personal level, yeah. just as uh, the best dad ever. That's really brilliant. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really honestly, nice. it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very okay. much. Um, I, I wouldn't normally link people's uh, websites, <laughs> but I think you all know what this guy's affiliated with now. You can yes. search that on Google. Uh, yes. If you've enjoyed this interview, make sure you hit the like button, stay subscribed. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you later.